0: James Bond, Agent 007 of Her Majesty's Secret Service, is really in for it this time. But Bond has been in a thousand tight spots before, and he'll get out of this one, too. He always does. Drax did not count on one thing. James Bond is a professional. Follow him now as he tangles with Drax and his villainous crew and tries to thwart
1: Drax's master plan. Code word, Moonraker. Hello, welcome to another episode of James Bond and Friends. And we're doing this watch along thing again. Um, thanks to 30.8% um, of our Twitter following who voted, voted for Moonraker, which was Calvin and Lisa's choice yeah. this week. Um, Fioras only was was second, uh, narrowly from Rush 11, third, and a distant fourth. Um, as as Roger was left behind in the car as it drove away with 15.8% it's a Fix. <laughs> fix. <laughs> <laughs> All right so this week we did Moonraker. So if everybody wants to queue up their copy of Moonraker, we' just got the MGM logo with the line about to uh, roar. Ready to roar. Oh, we should do intros. (laughs) Sorry. So it's the same crew as last week. Uh, So would you like to introduce yourself, David, Ben, Calvin, Lisa, and Bill?
2: Uh, David Lee here. I run the James Bond dossier. What else do you want to know?
3: Hi, this is uh, Ben Williams. I write for MI6 Confidential and MI6HQ.com.
4: This is Calvin Dyson, and I run the Calvin Dyson YouTube channel, where I review and talk about Bond movies, Bond games, and Bond books, and generally anything Bond.
5: Uh, I'm Dr. Lisa Funnel. I'm a professor at the University of Oklahoma. I'm the author of The Geographies, Genders, and Geopolitics of James Bond with Klaus Dodds, and the editor of For His Eyes Only, The Women of James Bond.
6: And I'm Bill Koenig. I run a blog called The Spy Command.
1: Fantastic. All right, guys. So, uh, Moonraker uh, was released four weeks after I was born, so I don't have any personal memories of this coming out. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, is everybody ready to get started? So, yeah. ready? All right, in three, two, one, play. And rawr. we should be greeted with our friend, rawr,
2: rawr, Lion. Rawr. So line. has everybody
1: got memories of their first time watching this? Or yeah. is that too I, long ago?
2: I do, yeah. I, I saw it in the summer of 1979, and I believe I went along to the cinema with my brother and my sister. But I'm not 100% sure on that. Uh, certainly my brother.
6: Hmm. I saw it uh, uh, five times in the theater.
3: That beige, beige gun barrel is just wonderful isn't it i can't remember it, the first time i saw this um, this of
6: course is strings once again with the gun barrel because john barry he considered only connery worthy of the electric guitar so when barry was doing it and you weren't sean connery you've got something other than the electric guitar hmm.
1: this shot here reminds me of when they moved the space shuttle to la yes. museum and I got a lot of people commenting like, oh, like in Moonraker, I didn't know that was a thing that they did. I was like, this, well, how else do you move a space shuttle?
3: Yeah. This could. chap here, uh, the the pilot, sorry to say, just interrupt because this is in the moment. Um, a moment, There's he acted in Spy Who Loved Me. Um, yes. And he was one of the submarine guys um, yep. who made a heroic run and then died in that. And there was a, a fan theory that there was twin brothers, one that joined the Navy, and one that joined the <laughs> RAF, <army. Yeah. laughs> and they both in, tragically died um, on, um, on Bond missions.
6: We're we're now seeing the hijackers, and they're just in street clothes. But in oh, yeah. uh, Christopher Wood in his novelization, had them in some kind some kind of flight suits. Um, I,
1: don't I like the
3: street like... clothes. They they look like they're in an episode of uh, the Professionals. The Sweeney, yeah. The Sweeney. <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs>
1: the stealing of the transit van yeah
5: they look like gangsters
4: right yeah. so that, that's where drax recruited them um. <laughs> well there is a henchman hotline as we'll find out later on in the uh, in the film you can just call up and hire these
5: people
7: okay. right, so
4: lisa
6: m's got a red phone now
5: i know what does this mean does this mean collaborating with mean, russia
6: it means that they found that out in the prop department, I think. But, um, <laughs> okay, but the curtains are still so, green. So okay, so M is like going out to walk walks to tell Money Penny. Now I right. thought that's what the intercom was for. And, <laughs> I, mm-hmm. and also, I remember w- watching this. I think in the later sequence, I noticed. Okay, this is two movies in a row where Lois Maxwell doesn't get up from her desk. Is she mm-hmm. got like circulatory problems? Yeah, I mean, I was kind of concerned. <laughs> um, but, but, but then, uh, of course, I, I, in the I, I, next I, I, movie, she gets up.
2: I've, I've got an answer for the intercom. Oh, that's, that's when, when, they re- to... when they replaced uh, M's telephone, the um, the the intercom didn't work afterwards.
3: <laughs> so just to, just to let people say often where the jaws come from. He's um, sitting there. He's sitting there. You can see his leg at the pilot. Yeah. He's he's piloting the the, the plane. Oh, A lot yeah. of people go. Yeah.
1: Is he hiding in the toilet? (laughs) Is he hiding in the
3: toilet? But No, he's actually, he is the one who is piloting the aircraft. Um, I
5: love the fact ah. that Jaws makes a return. I mean, typically you have this idea that hench people are going to die. Everybody dies in a Bond film. And I like that Jaws comes back and is given, in this film, a more endearing and approachable role. Like, he's really scary in The Spy Who Loved Me. He doesn't die. He's unrelenting. But in this one, you just have... I don't know. He does little funny and quirky and endearing things, and I like him as a character, and I root for him. And Are he's you, supposed to be, you, a, can, you know, aligned you with the villain.
2: Approachable though. <laughs>
5: Well, yeah. he's approachable if he doesn't smile. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I see those teeth and I'm like, whoa. <laughs>
4: I think, I think Lisa, in this one, he, he has was, yeah, a scary moment um, later on in Rio. We'll get mm. there, but it's it's very yeah. um, ominous. Probably it's- scariest moment, but, I would say. Yeah, yeah. yeah it is. It,
3: but Lisa, he has just killed that woman who was in... Yeah. So, you, you know, whether he directly, like, killed her or just left her to die in, that, that cra- in a plane crash... That, that should be something that you should consider at this point. He's so likable after he's just murdered someone. It <laughs> a, a on...
5: general statement, not based on that one action, but overall, <laughs> I feel more positively towards him in this film.
6: You're talking she about was... the flight attendant in the plane, right? Wasn't, yeah. wasn't yeah. she putting on a parachute
4: Yeah, she was. I was about to say she gets off out of this pretty, uh, pretty easy. Really? Oh, do you know? I You've... watched this. I watched this like two weeks ago, and I and I've
3: seen it multiple times. I've never seen her put that parachute on. I've, <laughs> I always in the,
6: just, the parachute, but you know, I always assumed her.
3: she just died. Okay, no, like the you know. plane,
6: <laughs> plane still <laughs> flying. Yeah,
1: Calvin, uh, you've read the novelization recently, right? I is, there a, is I can't remember. Is there a backstory to why Bond is on the plane?
4: Oh, I think there might be. Oh, yeah, there God. is,
6: and but I haven't read it in a long time. Yeah, but he was I like coming from a mission, and he was also reviewing his health
2: report. Yes, he, he which is ripped off from Thunderbolt completely.
6: Right. Yeah. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Because I remember.
2: Oh, oh he's about to
3: bite Bond. But, yeah, yeah, don't get bitten on the, the don't get bitten on the calf. That's deadly.
6: and oh the look of terror when the ripcord comes
2: out of his hand it's a pretty good model shot all the model shots all the model
3: shots uh, are are kind of amazing
6: and hits the oh oh and I really like how Albert R. Broccoli gets his title card right at Josh's crotch (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah. Jaws too that-
5: finds love in this movie, so maybe was, was, was,
6: was this like Maurice Binder having a laugh or something?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Um So Jaws' return is uh one of two times a fan letter has affected the franchise.
6: This is awesome. Mm. This is this <laughs> one is of the two times last this will be the last time it says. I think you know, David? The second time. <laughs> in Ian Fleming's—that's that's the last time we've done this because from here on out it becomes as
3: Ian Fleming's James Bond 007 in
1: right but, the character rather than the
6: story. Yeah.
3: So uh, what were the what were the two times that um, a fan letter affected the film? Obviously, this one—it was a, a young young boy asking for the return of uh, Jaws. Jaws. And the,
2: the other one was What's, two two young chaps. Wrote uh, an open letter asking for. No time to to be delayed.
7: Very good. Hmm. Very good.
4: one of the lesser songs we're listening to right now. Well, yes. well it well it, was a, it apparently had a very mixed up show.
6: history because uh originally it was going to be Frank Sinatra, originally Paul Williams was doing the lyrics and then that all changed, got scrapped whatever and then you had Hal David come in to do the lyrics and Shirley Bassey as a last minute replacement. Mm. Uh, on the song it is it, it had I'm not fully up to like every twist and turn, but it was apparently a big mess that c- came together really at the last minute. Mm. And in fact, I, I actually like the end title version of the song better the oh, yes. disco yeah, version. Much more. Mm. And for some reason, Ken Adams has production design, but design isn't capitalized.
3: So we've got uh, we've got quite a few um, regulars in, but also some some new people as well. Uh, being that the production shifted over to to France and out of Pinewood, um, so you've got uh, um, Fournier doing the uh, DOP, uh-huh. um, and
6: uh, R- right so- it was originally going to be uh, Claude renoir again but his eyesight had gone totally bad it, but
3: right yeah there. i mean it's it, his eyesight had failed even halfway through spy right um, so even though he got um, the credit for that um he, he didn't complete that film as sdop as God it's very beige in this office isn't yeah. it? <laughs> right.
6: and there's and there's Lois Maxwell still not getting up. She
4: just sits <gasps> no. down the whole movie with mm. her
1: worst haircut of the entire series.
4: Oh I don't know that Fiora is only one that that one comes close. She doesn't even get a close up in these two films. Does she the No, but Ronchimo ones. And like I said by the end of
6: this movie the first time I was watching I thought is she, is she, is she, I was wondering does she have health problems you know literally yeah. I was wondering does she have a circulatory problem? She can't walk. Just,
3: well, just... She, she survived longer than this guy, um, hmm. who was definitely having some health issues during this uh, this film. Yeah. So here we here we have a basically kind of a handoff to uh, um, to, a, to a kind of a new authority figure for Bond. Jeffrey um, the minister yeah. of defense. Yeah. Well,
4: he was in the previous one as well. Yeah. I I suppose right. that he he cuz he appears in like the next few as well and I always figure it's cuz once you introduce the minister of defense and it's like, "Oh, wow, the stakes are really high now. We've got the minister of defense here to talk about it." Once you make that um that transition, you can't really go back, which is why right. obviously uh-huh. he comes back in the next one cuz Bernard Lee isn't there and we need right. some kind of regular authority figure. The, the uh, but you see it now with the license to kill, I believe.
6: The character's name is Freddie Gray, and I was wondering, yeah. like, okay, if you really wanted to be pedantic about it, did he switch parties? Because I think at the time of, certainly, production spy, it was a labor government, but yeah. by the time of this, it's, it's the Tories. And it's like, but he's yeah. still in office. Did he, like, switch parties? Yeah, so the Minister
1: <laughs> of Defense in the, in the later films is really replaced with a proxy for the Prime Minister, right? Yeah. So we haven't you know, somebody reports the Prime Minister is in his place.
2: Talk, talking about gadgets, and I'm not gonna talk about this gadget, um, uh, this must be the first instance of a flat screen TV ever in the movies.
7: Hmm. Ah.
3: Well I was just saying I was just gonna say that um I I imagined that the the back end of the set was this like so out Speaking out in money. <laughs> yeah, perfect timing. But Money Penny's office has probably got the other half of the television sticking out no, into no, no, it. No, 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 no. Keep branching, flat screen TVs, definitely. Um, and Bond says for the first time out, into, like, he sort of mentions that it's uh, just it's in the LAX, shops for Christmas. Hey, I'm home. <laughs> um, this is a double for, for more. Um, and then we're, we're in France. Um so a lot of this is just kind of um uh you know it's, it's this is just establishing shot second unit sort of stuff, maybe um, the third unit maybe even third <laughs> unit yeah down right down the line um and at this I was watching this uh as I say recently, I think this is a nicely kind of cut together between kind of okay, you've got obviously a bit of uh, blue screen or rear projection there. Um, but but it's nicely cut together. This uh, mm-hmm. this this kind of going from California into into France. They they do yeah. it relatively well, I think. Yeah, Every, um, be-
6: all the best pilots take their headsets off, <laughs> right? And uh, and also a pretty good model work on. Um, yeah, plant. exactly. It's, so I mean, you this go is a real from here, but yeah, we'll see a model shot. Which I, I admit it took me about two or three times to catch on. Here's the model shot.
3: Yeah, it's it's a nice, it's nicely done the way that they they kind of cut between all of those kind of the location, the studio, uh, the models uh, to, to kind of really sell this story. And again, you know, you've got the shot of the helicopter going over a real plant uh,
7: right.
3: just after that model shot, so it kind of really ties it in nicely. And then we're going to have this uh, matte painting that's going to be coming up in a in a couple of seconds. We've got that. And just
5: To add to the the play on the word model, you have for the second film in a row, this personal assistant pilot um, Uh who's supposed to be a personal assistant to the villain who ends up collecting Bond, wears, you know, she's scantily dressed. I mean, that doesn't seem to be a typical pilot's outfit, very cleavage-esque. And and she's sort of a, a disposable figure who once she loses her value as being sort of a gatekeeper um, between the two ends up being killed off. That's typically the destiny. So it's interesting when we talk about models, there's a different type of model that starts to get featured in, in these sequences.
6: Mm -hmm. Well, she also from Drax's perspective, double-crossed him. That was. That is
5: true.
3: She's, um, she's also, uh, I believe an adult performer. Um, and one of the reasons why she was cast, I think she was in um, uh, a, a French uh, adult film. So oh. I think there's, uh, there's there's another reason why that kind of
1: uh, yeah. Got so thrown they, in they there. originally looked at Kim Basinger for that role.
4: Wow, I mean, in the when it when it,
3: when
1: it, when the production had to go to France, then they had to obviously re- mm-hmm. reconsider.
4: Her, in the novelization, you know, she is kind of like your stereotypical blonde, like American cheerleader mm-hmm. type. Um, yeah,
6: isn't her name Trudy something?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
3: here, can we just look at the piano playing of of uh, Drax here, where he, oh, yes. he he just hovers his fingers over the the keys and <laughs> for
4: so long. I thought this meant that he wasn't actually playing it, but then when I saw it eventually, like in a higher quality, you can see he is playing he is
3: actually playing but yeah it's but just the, the,
4: just the shot looks like he's just hovering his hands over which i think is so much nicer to think that he can't actually play but he goes through the pretense of sitting at a piano and um hovering his hands over with a tape recorder. yeah exactly yeah.
3: <laughs> so uh, coming back to, to lisa's point about introductions of uh, models and female characters um you, these uh these ladies that uh, drax is introducing they all come back later on in the in yes um in the, in the different plot places he he introduces probably about three or four different sets of um models just to kind of and you and, and the idea i suppose is to be like why is why are they all hanging around him
7: mm-hmm.
3: um it doesn't it doesn't really pay off that well but like no. one of them ends up being working at venny glass and yeah um
6: and didn't he say one of them was a Contessa or something? She had some, yeah. kind of, I mean, in other words, they, you know, they, well, the movie people called up uh, central casting, but you know, Drax was, he had obviously talked rich people into supporting this scheme. Uh, yeah. They, they don't dwell on that, but uh, yeah, I mean, he has some support from well-to-do people. Yeah. Okay, Lisa. Is
1: Drax's line of cucumber sandwiches for Tesco. Uh,
2: is your dog as obedient as, as Drax's dogs? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, they
3: they uh, they understand the command "wait." Uh, they just choose to ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that's probably the same as my dog's yeah. mm-hmm. Playing his harp. Oh no, that's uh, Goldfinger. <laughs> Um, this is actually another chateau, um, from the, 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 exterior chateau shot. So it's kind of, um, it's yet another kind of
1: yeah. as
7: fast as forward I've on the dogs,
3: up. sped up dogs. Yeah.
5: What do we think about say- their suits? Of, of the suits between Drax and how he's dressed without the collar, and then of course Roger Moore with the combination of like the beige pants, the the darker colored suit, and of course a striped tie. Any thoughts on that? Is it? Do you feel it's of the era? Do you think it's representing allegiances? Any feelings well, on their, their wardrobe?
2: Just look at the trousers tra- well, of, say- of the era.
3: <laughs> I was going to say that uh, that uh, Corinne Defoe's. Um, costume reflects the later on the the moonraker shuttle outfit you know the yellow and the white sort of um oh, yeah. is very very redolent of the the uniforms that they will wear later on i think bond's outfit is is very classically it's a little alan wicker but it's very classically yeah. kind of uh you know tailored uh for the time so i think it's just a, again this this inference that he's um a man of style.
4: Well, Drexel looks like uh, a bit hit. of a throwback to the whole Nehru jacket thing that all the Bond villains yeah. wear. They, 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 Li- uh,
6: they, they, got, they got it from a Spectre clearance sale. Uh, yeah, his father Broccoli's <laughs> clipboard.
5: Yes, Lisa, yes.
3: this is this is your moment? <laughs>
5: <laughs> a
3: woman? A woman. Oh, gosh.
6: <laughs> I, I could read his lips <sighs> and see it.
5: Here's the thing. I like her character. I think that she's incredibly smart. I think she's capable to be an undercover agent and to be able to be like, I'm not sure if she's an astronaut, an astrophysicist. I'm not sure her terminology, but she's definitely um, highly intelligent, very skilled, and to be given a name like Dr. Holly Goodhead of all names is there to, I see it as being just a way to take her down a peg or a notch. she and he's
6: an astronaut. She, you know, fully trained. She's a dynamic. fully
3: trained. Yeah, yeah, fully trained. The the space administration. Yeah. Um. So this oh, is some nice, a... nice combination between um some location stuff, um yeah. some model shots there, uh, and the Pompidou Center standing in for for the Moonwrecker, and this wonderful centrifuge set by Ken Adam, which, mm. um, even though it's only used in this one scene. <laughs> It yeah. cost a huge think, amount of money to, to build. If we, ever,
1: if we ever get to build a James Bond theme park, this is yes. like one of the rides. <laughs> <laughs> ah,
4: love it. It yeah, needs to um, happen.
3: But it's a but it's an absolutely gorgeous set. And I think you know it's this is a very fitting kind of end to uh Ken Adams' tenure as a production designer on, on at least the film bonds. Um, he did, uh, he did come back and do, um, I believe a, a video game later One on. What
4: the Yeah. Cold rogue agent. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. But, you should read, uh, the art book with, uh, yeah, he's, he does not have nice things to say about that.
3: No, I can imagine. <laughs> but, um, but this is a, you know, as a, as practical kind of physical set, um, that he's done some absolutely gorgeous work in this film. And, um, mm. um, I really feel like a. So it's a good end to. Adams. Is, there's,
1: there's a good light. There's an opportunity for a. You, do you want to touch my red knob? But <laughs> line. But yeah. just. That was a, that was too far for Roger at this point. Um, Re-
6: regarding, was... Ken, regarding Ken Adam uh, in the nineties, in a book published in ninety eight to be precise, he kind of hinted around that he the uh, series was going in a different direction that he didn't necessarily like or feel comfortable with, or rather, not necessarily the series, but. He, he doesn't name the person, but he said there were people starting to assume responsibility that he didn't necessarily see eye to eye to. I, I don't have the book in front of me to see the precise phrasing. He was very careful in how he phrased it. Um, now, reading between the lines, I have to wonder at least if Michael G. Wilson is the person he's referring to. Right. Because yeah. I, he's the most obvious candidate of someone who was on the ascent at this time. Yeah, no, uh,
1: for, on an ascent from a background not relevant. Yeah, right. Yeah, being a what's well, financial lawyer or something was not, yeah. not usually a path to writing a blockbuster screenplay. Hmm. Here is another example in a Bond movie of a scale completely like designed to kill people. <laughs> like, we end. It kills people at like eleven, but we'll make it go to twenty. You know. <laughs> you know.
3: I also yeah. think that um, Moonraker has a has a good few um examples of kind of almost hitchcockian tension um this this being one of them i think we we touched on the uh, jaws in rio uh, which i'm sure we'll all um talk about further at the time and then obviously the, the the laser scene at the end that went with the pods um some some really nice kind of um tense sequences that you don't often find in barn films mm. where you you genuinely feel he's in peril at this point mm-hmm. um which you yeah, know the don't big get big so much
4: is... tenure as well which is like this is one yeah. of the few instances where he's like really acting and really like it's only in his delirious sort of last few seconds of consciousness that he even figures out a way out of the situation
3: and the insert cut of the the horse's butt
4: yeah um
3: yeah. it's yeah sorry james
1: I was going to say that it's slightly spoiled when you know he's holding an air hose off camera
3: yeah <laughs> right
1: That's <laughs> blowing air in his own face
2: mm. but the I think this is, totally this is one it's of Roger's best telephone. scenes in the whole theory.
6: and I was about to say actually when you know that it's like okay that shows you the concentration he had in doing the scene that he's right. holding yeah.
3: this hair dryer mm. um <laughs> One of my favorite scenes of Roger throughout the whole of Bond, um, all of his tenure, is coming up when he actually gets out of the pod, and Mm. he the way he interacts with Lois at this point, um, it's it's one of the few sort of instances where he's genuinely kind of vulnerable and shaken. shaken. It's uh, it's a a really good moment.
4: Yeah, there's no pun coming from him. He's just really uh, yeah. Been quite um, shaken up by this. Yeah, they, they, yeah. They, they, yeah.
7: This probably... there's stumbles, also no.
6: He stumbles getting out, so he like falls out of the pod practically.
2: Yeah, he's not. And, they let, his
1: hair, and they let his hair get messy. Yeah, but which is but yeah. this is gone this is
2: yeah. from the books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, but,
3: don't fucking talk to me. But
5: this is different from a scene from like Thunderball where, you know, he goes after Patricia Fearing after there was a mistake and he sexually coerces her. And, and there's like that whole Connery era icky stuff that 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 happens, whereas here he's just disheveled. He's, you know, trying to recover and he wants nothing to do with her. And I think that's a pivot uh, if we go from yeah. one era to another that he's not thinking about sex. He's thinking about it now, but he's not thinking about it then. Um, and I think that that I, I, I like that aspect, that he still remains professional and he knows he needs to recover. He doesn't just like wake up and be like, "Ooh, and, you know, let me coerce mm. you into having sex. Strange woman. Mm. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I, I, I think you're absolutely right. Um, although I will say one of the things that he does differently uh, to to. Uh, Connery is, whereas Connery will kind of use his power to kind of uh, sexually um, force himself on people. He, he was never kind of like Rogers, never really like the kind of the, the more physical guy. So the way in which they kind of changed that was to make him kind of a more of an, a, an intellectual bond. But uh, unfortunately, the way that plays off is that he tends to kind of mansplain everything to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so the well, the, the, the well, scene with fact-
6: the in is referring to that particular trait. So in, there's a thing in the octopus script. And this is a stage direction. You know, it says bond meaning bond speaking then parentheses ever the expert. So it's mm. like, so it's like mm-hmm. they wrote it in you're know, like hey you, um, by this point the audience expects bond to explain stuff and mm. so he's
3: yeah, it's just when he's talking to a an astrophysicist and and talks over her and says, "No, I, I fully understand what this does. It's kind of it's a, you know, it's not quite pat um, fearing in the steam room, but it's right. it's, it's it's not great either."
4: I suppose if, if he does have an arc in this one and it's there in the novelization as well, it's kind of, you know, he starts out with um, Dr. Goodhead being very mansplainy and not thinking too much of her. And then by the end, you know, she kicks ass a bit and she takes out those guys we'll see later on in the um, radar room, whatever it is. And then he just sort of nods and like, oh, yeah. Fair enough. You've you've done pretty mm-hmm. good here. Um, if he has an arc in this, it's it's probably that, that he kind of comes around to sort of like, oh, actually, yeah, maybe you're a lot better at some things than I am, like piloting spaceships.
3: Hmm.
6: Well, yeah. Specifically, he can't get to the space station unless she flies the ship. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um, oh, she's integral, um, and hmm. and in many ways, a lot of the things that um, he does have are, are completely she's completely capable of doing. If she'd have gone up without him, would she have been able to um, affect the same end result? It's mm. possible.
1: Drax mm. has got a black phone on his desk. Mm. Was,
5: the, was the color beige really big in 1979? Cause she's got a beige silk robe and I'm oh. thinking like, I've never seen a beige silk robe as being an option. Like, I don't know when the last time I've seen one other than this movie.
6: Yeah. I so I remember, te- it is more silver.
5: Oh, is it silver? In, in,
6: hmm.
5: uh,
1: in in ten Flat years screen. we've gone from <laughs> in ten years we've gone from something that needs a crane to winch it through the window to a cigarette case.
6: <laughs> yeah. yeah,
5: this is cool though. I like this.
6: Although I can, I just point radiation out radiation of... that thing is throwing off to right X-ray. <laughs> <But>, um,
5: <laughs> uh,
3: it's interesting. You should bring up the uh, on a Majesty's Secret Service um, craned in. Uh, safecracker because um didn't Phil he Priory. didn't he <laughs> yes. have a much smaller safe cracker in you only live twice so he went yeah. small and then and then big again
6: yeah but but except yeah. the Majesty's had a uh, copier photocopier so it wasn't ah, just a, right. it wasn't just a safe yeah paper.
3: Uh, okay, fair enough. But it, it could Where also be. Where is he going to just use his little 007 camera? I love
5: that! That's <laughs> amazing! Great. I want one!
6: <laughs> well, despite well, the, the 007 camera the trick, yeah. there is some actual detective work because he's he's seeing these Vinnie Glass, you know, the Draft yeah. mm-hmm. Industries. So actually,
1: because yeah. that's 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 the thing that Drax needs to keep is the plans for the glass vials, like the <laughs> right. whole operation. That is the thing that he's most attentive <laughs> yeah. to.
6: Well, he's also that's- keeping stuff in Venice, though. I mean, I guess you know, he's got the he's, he's delegated the poison or the whatever you call it, the stuff that kills people to the scientists
3: in Venice. So it's, I don't know. I, I, again, that's, I oh, know we're not, we're not, we're not there yet. And we're getting ahead of ourselves, which I think is a really good sign of a good movie because we're, we're excited to clip it along, but, um, but that <laughs> oh, uh, I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying <laughs> it too. Um, I, what I meant was that, um, that set with the scientists in Venice is also a, a fantastic yeah. little set. And mm. Lisa, when we were talking about Dr. No, you know, the, the combination of kind of like, uh, um, old and new mm-hmm. um, that, that Ken Adam tends to put in. That's a perfect example of you know this classic kind of Venetian style with uh, with this modern lab. It's very uh, it's very redolent of, uh, of Ken Adam. Uh, this is very seventies horror. This whole yeah. thing.
4: <laughs> That's a brilliant way of describing it. Actually, yeah.
3: It's like a Hammer House of Horror kind of stepped in to take this segment of uh... of the film.
5: And it's also sort of mirrored with, and I'm not pushing too far ahead, but with Corinne and her demise is very much like she's fully clothed in a white gown, and it's very horror esque. So yeah, all Mm -hmm. these outdoor Mm -hmm. scenes are sort of connected and speaking to um, sort of the rise of the horror genre.
6: She's. uh, She also goes from wearing
3: socks to not wearing socks. But uh, look at the. uh, Did she lose them
5: while running?
3: Yeah. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> so we Drax is gonna Drax is gonna introduce the the other the other two uh, Moonraker candidates and look at them. They're like they're like the twins out of um, the Shining, uh-huh. just standing up, yeah. identically, yeah. identically dressed with all of the dead birds behind them. It's quite a. Uh, you know the, the all of these people that he introduces. Are, are later on in the pyramid room, and they all stand there watching, kind of coldly and impassively as Bond is about Ste- to be stepped killed. Lives like, mm. yeah, it's a, it's there's a there's a real kind of oh, yeah, menace yeah, yeah, a, about yeah, them. Yeah,
6: they're going to that effect definitely. Okay, one minor complaint. Uh, This comes from watching it too many times. A shotgun doesn't give you that much range. It's for like blowing things. Yeah, it's not a rifle. Yeah.
5: But if you're Bond, you can make it happen.
3: not, if if, (laughs) if (laughs) physics changes for Bond. Bond,
5: Lots of things do apparently.
6: (laughs) Yeah, if you're Bond, you can defy physics.
5: Uh,
3: (laughs) This is a nice shot though with the the chateau in the background. Yeah,
6: uh, right. Well, and, and this is a very amusing sequence here because, you know, yeah. taking aim at the bird, following mm. the bird, fires.
3: You miss the space Mr. station, Bones. falls down.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <That's awesome. laughs> he hits, he hits the like space it. station from here. Now,
6: this is somewhere in Southern California, supposedly. That'd be a re- really interesting police report to see.
7: Hmm.
1: Yeah, uh, lots of the wrong types of trees for Southern California as well. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you have them imported. He imported them all, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all them, root by root. Every so single one, this entire forest. So
6: here she is in her golf cart, Corinne, about to get it.
5: Fully yeah. clothed.
6: Fully,
1: fully clothed. clothed. Not not just fully clothed. A
6: very long dress.
5: Long yeah. and flowy. It's not necessarily highlighting she... her figure.
1: What was she? What was she going to be doing if not this? <laughs> <laughs> Good yeah. She's not in uniform. It's not in uniform. Yeah, no.
6: Alright, let's see.
5: Those Wear poor something. dogs. Okay. These dogs get a bad rap. Such all sweet right. puppies. She,
6: yeah. she has she has no socks on here. But when we all right.
3: I think it's because the stump man uh, had to hide <laughs> his hair, hairy legs. Mm. This is but this is very um that little stumble oh, yeah. as well.
6: Now now she's got
4: socks on. Yeah, running socks. <laughs>
3: This was, you can uh,
5: run
4: was any the first, Yeah, this was the first Bond film I ever saw, and this was the sequence that I have very strong memories of watching with my stepmom at the time. And she was—I was like nine years old, whatever—and she was something sort of like, "Oh, I'll be fine. Bondle will <laughs> any second now. Any second now. Any oh no." no, no, no. <laughs>
2: and you've been traumatized it's ever awesome. since. <laughs> it's actually it's pretty horrifying
3: and, and it's a, oh, quite yeah. an extended sequence this is going on mm. for a good couple of minutes longer than I yeah. thought it did um, yeah. you know it, you, know what, you know what it
1: reminds me of Ben it's like when the guy falls off the cliff in the Majesties and we were sitting there like it keeps balls. going and going and going and going it's, like, <laughs> it's longer than you remember
4: now in the novelization, um, Bond has a moment Goodhead later on tells him oh by the way you remember that died. pilot yeah. she died horrifically because of you uh, and he Right. Oh, moment wow. to sort of like think on the gondola and he's like oh Jesus this is a really dirty business I'm in all this kind of stuff not in the film at all no, <laughs> uh, Bond no, he he never well what this. happened well, yeah one,
2: one thing I've also, say is also
4: the uh, I was about to
6: say the novelization also had a backstory for the gondola guy you know he's he's an agent and, mm,
7: uh, yes oh,
2: God. Yeah. I was just going to say how how nice Venice looks because, I, because I'm never going to uh, uh, learn that for myself Apparently,
3: <laughs> so she's uh, she's also part of the, uh, yeah. the the crew that go up into into the space station. So everybody here is basically they're throwing these people in, hoping that you'll pick them up later on as right. uh, part of his, and, his organization. And so you know, it so was it was, so it was years before guy. I realized. It was, um, it was realized. today
5: with you saying that that I realized.
3: Mm.
6: Well, <laughs> I had no we're, idea.
5: We're, I didn't make those connections.
6: We're we're gonna we're gonna see a tour go through, and the tour guide is also part of the. You know, she'll also mm-hmm. be on, mm. the, on the
3: spaceship. Um, an interesting um, little thing here is also when they came back to Venice to uh, film Casino Royale. Uh, this is the same, not this this room that we're in, but the the, the location is the same uh, for the yep. exteriors um, uh, of the floating house, uh, the the That's floating right. villa. Um, and as he, we're not quite there yet i'm i'm ahead of the game a little bit obviously but you will see him walking around uh, the same locations that um if that you'll Craig notice does. the
6: tour guide is giving her spiel and then she spots bond and she stops talking for a second as, i guess she's supposed to be surprised or at least
4: What's he doing here, or
6: something? It's a very
4: confusing uh, few shots because you you don't quite. I, I'm not sure if the editing quite sells that she's looking at Bond, and if she is looking at Bond, what right. she's supposed to be thinking uh, as she sees what? him.
1: <laughs> well, some of my favorite shots come up where he looks through the vase. Still
6: the spiel. <laughs> Okay, it's when he stands behind that weird glass thing towards <laughs> his image. If thinking, you don't what? have a what? mask with
5: corona, you can just you know use a vase. <laughs> <laughs> makes it timely this is timely okay, for today there she
6: spots bond she stops talking yeah. for a second mm. and then resumes the spiel
3: and Sorry. and this is so we bond is just stepping outside now and this is the location of um the the floating house in huh. in casino royale
5: you are right yeah, huh.
3: yeah. And these pillars here. This is where Bond assassinates in the Casino Royale. This is where he assassinates that guy who's kind of hanging Get around. Um, um, so they also they, oh, they, okay.
6: Com- coming up is for me Lois Child's worst moment in the film, where he uh, he comes up and surprises her, and she is supposed to look surprised. Right. <gasps> I mean, <she's> totally. <laughs>
3: Fancy just, meeting you here. It, it um, totally
6: did not sell me that she was surprised. <laughs>
3: Well, maybe she's, uh, maybe she's not surprised. Maybe she is smart enough to actually realize so, that he is tailing her.
1: So question, is she taking an official vacation from Drax Industries at this point?
3: <laughs> no, she's, she's speaking at a conference. They
1: oh, that's say. right.
3: Yeah. And the other thing, too, is uh, uh, she's, she's very much telling him no and to right. leave her alone. Um, and even when he says, can you think of a good reason why we shouldn't have dinner tonight? And she goes, oh, I'm sure I'll think of something. I think, you know, it's very much a please, um, please lead me to my own devices. And Bond is feels a little bit lechy at this point.
6: Well, uh-huh. a- a- as to why she doesn't strike me as the most convincing being surprised, I suspect, you know, the Lewis Gilberts, we're running a lot. The budget's running, we're running thin. Uh, one take, that's fine. Um
3: hmm. <laughs> It might <laughs> be better with another take. Either well, that, they
1: probably or... they probably only had that location for the day. She's so. a she's
3: yeah. a CIA agent. Is she really that surprised that Bond is mm. on she's the a... case? But oh. she's
1: supposed to be acting surprised. That's
3: yeah, that's true. Well,
1: she's she so like... you saying? Are so saying I... her acting is that good? She acted like she was acting badly.
5: <laughs> oh, okay.
4: <laughs> uh... I love Roger so, in these bits on the gondola, just arms folded, cross legged just like what is yeah. he
2: thinking? He's well, not relaxed no. at all.
4: Yeah. Next, yeah. This is next what I do I when I'm
1: on.
3: Be doing
2: that, right. Calvin. <laughs> yeah,
1: when when I'm on a business trip and I've got an hour to spare, I'll, I'll go and sit on a gondola and just yeah. float around. So what around. was what so was like, their plan here?
3: Because t- that that coffin <laughs> was always going to get slid off the top, right? You know, like the next bridge was always going to take it out. So right. were they were their plan
5: amazing? I love this. Oh, it's brilliant. It's so ridiculous. It's well, amazing. Well, and uh, this is the, well, fact, with, in with, right with
6: this scene, when I saw it in the, um, saw it in the theater, the trailer, I was with my future wife and she saw that, about the whole thing with the killer in the coffin and then Bond throwing the knife back at him, she leaned over and said, we are going to see this movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. And we did.
4: Um, oh, they weren't oh, expecting that bridge to be there. No, um, but they did have this speedboat at the ready, far more yeah. appropriate to uh, yeah. gear. For this <laughs> I,
2: I, I remember watching Moonraker with my wife once. It's one of the few Bond films that she's actually watched, apart from the Daniel Craig ones. And in this sequence, she turned to me and said, is this supposed to be a comedy? <laughs> <laughs>
6: Yeah, and the smoking guy, I guess. Uh, the
2: smoking guy, uh, not uh, yeah.
6: not not very good uh, salesmanship for Marlborough. But um, <laughs> right. now, in the first draft, what this was supposed to lead up to was the guys were going to chase Bond. Bond took the gondola into a boathouse, and then actually, I think there was more than one boat chasing him as well. And so then, once they corner Bond, they start like throwing bombs and stuff in at the at the uh, boathouse. And the way the stage uh, directions read it's smoky bond is doing something but the, but the audience can't quite see what he's doing and then he comes he's out of it on the jetpack.
3: oh the jetpack yeah we we touched on that uh, prior to recording um and mm. interesting how you know they 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 decided to use the the the, the this bond Bondola, rather than the um, return to something that they'd previously used already.
6: Well, well, the first, well, the first draft also had a from Russia with Love" style
3: briefcase and uh, yeah, other stuff. It was <laughs> did he, this is did great. He not, I love this. Did he not fall in like three times or something? Yes, he did. like,
6: oh, and there's the hey. assistant, that one guy. Um, yeah.
3: yeah, what is that guy's name? Victor. Victor, the, the drinker, and the wine drinker. Uh, the pigeon. Yeah. And the uh, double. Uh, take. Double take pigeon. Yeah. You know,
6: the double, the, the double taking um, pigeon gets all the attention, but that dog looking forlornly also. I love that dog.
4: Yeah. It's like, how many reaction <laughs> shots can you have in a. Yeah. I love how the goon just falls on the boat <laughs> and his body just drives <laughs> off. I, asked, uh, I was at a screening of Moonraker and uh, Bill Cartledge, the assistant director yeah. was there and i did associate um, there was, producer associate producer that's it and i did ask a question just about the double take I was it's like what on earth possessed anyone i said it in a more polite way um right. and he was sort of uh, took a bit of offense at that and was like oh you don't know how hard it was to get that pigeon and all this and he told they told the audience that they basically trapped a pigeon and glued it to a plank of wood <gasps> and waited oh, they nice. it until it made the motion that they could then double up as if it was uh, double taking and there was just sort of like a quiet uh, yeah reaction <laughs> <laughs> to that. Everyone's,
3: everyone's horrified that
6: they get a huge fine uh, for <laughs> Animals.
5: it's like the horror elements of this film like it just keeps going like there's like the the horror <laughs> Thing, and then there's the coffin and then we hear about the bird like <laughs> what?
6: Well, one quick uh this, this place has really great security because there was like the one padlock that Bond was able to pick
3: to get yeah. inside oh. so they do a lot of space themed kind of gags in this and obviously that's um, Close Encounters um, Misremembered guy- by Christopher Wood and his autobiography as
1: um, uh, something else yeah. Oh, he said sort of he, in his autobiography he said it was two thousand one, which it wasn't. Yeah, nah.
6: no, um, they played two thousand one back at the uh, pheasant hunting sequence.
1: Oh, I know, but in his autobiography, oh, right. he yeah. it the wrong way yeah. He
6: must have gotten the two
3: mixed up. <laughs> um, I love this lab. I think it actually makes it's not just a piece of design. It it actually kind of makes sense with the with this also. being a sort of a separate. Yeah, go ahead.
6: I was about to say it's also like a mini version of the space station. Those two. Yeah. Um, in other words, it's like, could it be skin. that they reused set elements? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, this, this costs something like between 32 and $36 yeah. million dollars and 79. Um,
1: we, we interviewed Ken Adam about this years ago and he said this film, it was his, experiment with the tubular structures. Mm. So everything's tubes in this film.
3: So, um, yeah, the, the, I've actually, I went to the, to the prop store auction for some of this, uh, some of this stuff, and they they had the vials from the moonraker in there, and it's remarkable. Like on screen, they look very sophisticated, um, right? But you know, close up, they're just kind of wood and a bit of silver tape, and hmm. uh, that, that's so why
6: directors of photography get paid the big bucks. To... Yeah.
1: You know what's funny is that that satellite's like more convincing in 1979 than the one in Tomorrow Never Dies that he knocks over.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I thought I put a do not disturb on it. So yeah, that that, yeah. that shot there of him looking up with the um, you know the 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 round thing above him is uh, it's very kind of um a callback to kind of uh, the Goldfinger uh, lab uh, mm-hmm. where they're making the the heroin and stuff. Um, there's a sort of a shot that's very similar to that.
6: And, and Barry's score is really good in this sequence. Very uh, complementary of the images.
5: Is the the little thing there <laughs> that had like the little open glass thing that reminded me of R two D two, just like the spear top? Mm. And I'm wondering if know, there was some. Like, I, I was some, thinking some exactly picture. that.
2: I was thinking exactly that a, a, a few moments ago. Yeah.
5: Okay. Good. See, it looks like R two D 2s head.
1: Yeah. yeah. With the lines.
5: <laughs> yeah
4: we haven't really mentioned it yet but that's obviously what they were chasing here um star wars a couple of years after that Yeah, right. kids like space do they well we'll give them space well and
6: for a movie that's so light-hearted most of the time this is you know pretty you know it's like bond's like oh shit i yeah <laughs> i killed those guys <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: And, yeah, uh, the, the thing I just put in my pocket,
3: uh, yeah.
5: need <laughs> 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 to me a little bit more, so I'll just put it right back. We don't need to secure it in anything. Oh,
3: That's the, the other thing too, good. is like any, um, yeah, any, any other film, like, I mean, he, he literally, that survives through a huge fight. Um, right. you know, any other film that would have broken, but like somehow that, that, <laughs> that remains
4: intact. Yeah. I like it though. It gives the this fight sequence an extra bit of tension knowing that he's got that yeah. thing in his pocket. And, you know,
1: Chang walking through the streets of Venice in Bushido
6: gear. <laughs>
5: <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: it's
1: dark.
5: But I love it, the it, destruction. I it, love it. Yeah. He was, uh, the he was amount getting
2: ready for the carnival. Yeah.
5: <laughs> just break catch. everything.
2: Yeah. That's right. Right. <laughs> he was great. He was this is how I feel in like
5: quarantine. Eye. <laughs> Break everything,
3: and then checking on the making sure that the vial is still intact. Mm. Despite, I think you'd right. Well, you'd know if it wasn't.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
5: And This shows us from our last screening of Die Another Day that Bond does know how to fence. He has a long mm. history of fencing. Just wanted oh, to yeah. throw that in there, connecting from wait. last and
6: week. And he's actually better than Chang at it
5: here, uh-huh. which is interesting.
6: Mm. <laughs> and they're they're fighting perilously close to that bowl, which they had explained during the uh, tour guide sequence right. about how valuable it was. He picks it this. Up, this the alarm goes off, gag. and then he <laughs> <puts laughs> <out and> stops. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it meets its end thanks to John. Uh,
5: so, Do you think that there's the reference of- then to that in? a view to a kill with Stacey Sutton and her yeah. like vase that she ashes. doesn't want to mm. the ashes. And then she ends up breaking it anyways, or maybe she doesn't. I don't know.
1: Mm. This, Yeah. Martin Grace here. It's like every other shot <laughs> if you're standing in for Roger.
5: How's he not cut? You'd think that these guys being like chucked into like glass and glass cabinets full of glass, there'd be like at least like a droplet of blood.
6: Well, you know, and I think again, going back to Woods novelization, I think, yeah. Bond did, did uh, endure some injury in this sequence.
5: Like even so that, like a tiny cut?
6: I think it was more than a tiny cut.
5: <laughs> I mean, because,
6: because later when he goes to uh, Holly Goodhead's room, he says he, that he was convalescing. On, you know, he's unmarked from this fight. Oh, sped up the camera. Um, mm-hmm. But whereupon in the novelization, Wood specified, yeah, he had, he had endured some punishment, which you would expect with all that glass. Mm. And that Chang is supposedly a skilled martial arts professional. but The lighting
1: here is great.
5: Mm. I like this. Yeah.
1: See, if you took the Bondola out, up until this point in the film, it's a pretty taut thriller.
5: Mm, is it reminds that reminded me of the empire strikes back some of the lighting so who knows yeah. maybe star wars a new hope inspired moonraker which inspired the empire strikes back <laughs> hmm. am i creating a thread here am i i'm just jumping to conclusions yeah, I, but it
2: kind of we like thing you mean yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah all right so the play against
6: sandline i it this, I i don't know about it <laughs> Well of course it's it's the famous it's the most famous line in movies that was never actually spoken in the movie. Right.
1: Yeah, but the san rather than Sam. Right. No, I distinction racial distinction, which yeah yeah, doesn't work on any level,
6: but yeah.
5: When I travel and hang out by myself, I usually wear a gown like this. (laughs) I I travel like most of the women, I bring like gowns and like nightgowns and dinner gowns.
6: I was under that the jump, impression she jump, had she had spoken uh, at some conference, which I guess it must have been yeah. formal.
1: Right. That jump scare is ridiculously out of place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he
4: like <laughs> yells as he grasps <laughs> her hand. Right. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's a similar bit of Waller from more that they use in Octopussy at some point. Uh, I, I swear that's a bit that crops up in a few of his films. Much like his ooh ooh yeah. Waller yeah. reappears. <laughs>
3: Um, I'm not quite sure if I'm at exactly the same point as you guys are, but uh, Bond is, uh, is he, uh, with, using a
6: pen and he's yeah. about to steal it. Gotcha. <laughs> no, sorry. Uh, so I had, to, a... I, I had a,
3: I had a, I had a technical difficulty. Um, but uh, the, Lisa, you've you've talked before about the feminization of the uh, gadgets
0: mm-hmm. that
3: uh, that, are, that are given to. Um, Female agents? Do you, did you want to kind of so, elaborate yeah, on that? Well, one? I was
1: just going to chop in. Is 1979 like every intelligence agency was making dart guns? Was
6: that the... <laughs> it was it was the uh, new uh, thing that Oh, Christian Dior. So we have uh, product okay. placement. Mm. Sorry to step on you, Lisa.
1: No, no, I was just
5: going to say like oftentimes the, the gadgets associated with women as spies tend to be associated with cosmetics and the men get like the awesome gadgets. I mean, some of these are kind of cool, but Bond steps in and one ups her and says, yeah, I see everything that you have, you know, I can see through you. And so she doesn't actually get to use these gadgets. So they're there, no. but Bond's the one who no. uses them um, to, to sort of say, I know who you are. And I think the only time we really get sort of a shift in that is Wei Lin and Tomorrow Never Dies where Bond accidentally sets off gadgets, not realizing that she probably has an arsenal better than than he does through Q. Oh.
1: Yeah. And he but he steals a pen to use later. Yeah. That so. is
5: true. But and she doesn't get makes- to use it.
6: He makes okay. a reference to uh, having friends in low places, pres- presumably a reference to Marlborough and British. Uh, I'm sorry, Air France. Uh, so she's got a pack of Marlboros in her desk. So
3: There'd that's be- interesting, isn't it? As well, and I, I like the way that they're kind of like they're saying, "Oh no, I'm going to be staying around. Oh, I've got no plans to go anywhere." And they're both kind of uh, spying they know each on other each other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> But they do it. They do it very well. You know, it's it's kind of proper sort of s- spycraft in a way. Well, you know, just there, picking up on these little things. In
6: 1966, there was the uh, Dino De Laurentiis produced movie "Kiss the Girls and Make Them Die," which bears a remarkable similarity to the plot of this movie, especially since it was made 13 years earlier, and uh, in which you also have a British agent. And a um, American agent, except the genders are switched. The American is male, and the British is female. And they go through the same kind of stuff, but they are of initial distrust, but eventually join forces.
1: Uh, I like how you pick up the phone and instantly some of the answers without dialing. (laughs) So So you can see here, they had to hold the crowds back for this shot. What about Uh, social distancing? (laughs) (laughs) How do you explain that? We're going to hold all the crowds back to let some British folks through the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it, And here you see the receptionist getting arrested. You know,
3: which is funny. Yeah, but she uh, she, she gets away because she's on the on the shuttle later. Well, well, um, topical well there's joking. no charges topical.
6: to hold her on. Uh, yeah. No. Well,
1: you know, despite the shortages of PPE, we have but a he's, bag full of it. He's wearing
5: there? the same suit, is he not? The tie might yeah. be slightly different, and I think that that's an interesting component. After all, you know, in films, after multiple days, usually you see characters just have different sort of clothing and costuming on, and I think it's interesting to have the same suit, same combo in 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 mm. different days. Um, that's something that you typically don't get unless you just wear <laughs> one thing for an entire movie.
3: Yeah, I think the 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 blazer and slacks combination is um is is. It's something one that Roger wore anyway. Um, That's a very
1: rare point of view shot from Bond, by the way, in the series, mm. where you see it through his eyes. Mm.
3: I I interviewed uh, Michael Lonsdale um, yes, for did. for um, for MI six uh, some years ago, um, and he he very much wanted the character to be. Um, much as it is written, uh, a sort of a space Hitler uh, was his his actual uh, his term, <laughs> and just seeing that little kind of uh, gold button on his uh, jacket there kind of reminded me of, of him saying mm-hmm. that. Like it's kind of like a, it's almost like the the, the swastika um, emblem. I believe that this is um, Bernard Lee's or Bernard Lee's um, last scene. Um, yep. Uh, so a sad farewell to.
6: Well, he shows um, up at the end
3: of the. Yeah, he's in the control
6: yeah, but it's, room, but, but is But yeah, but, but this is the be... last scene shot. Uh, yeah.
3: That's what I was going to
4: ask. Nice, he got to go out on location at least. Uh, <laughs> doesn't happen that often. Poor old Lois Maxwell
6: didn't.
1: <laughs> this is almost like you know the pivot in Quantum, where it, you know M goes from like you idiot to I believe you in yeah. what thirty seconds. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah. Oh, he's calling up the hotline. I need a new <laughs>
3: henchman. Sillings <laughs> <Cilindous.
4: Cilindous. laughs> are us. are us. Or us. I yeah. like the yes, that line where it's like, oh, yes, well, if you can get him. Look then- at the phone. Look at the phone. It's like vector art. It's pretty it's good, isn't it? it. Yeah,
7: yeah, it's cool. But, like,
1: yeah. but you know what? But wait, and we'll send you two henchmen. Just pay shipping and handling. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: you almost get two for the price of one with him, don't you?
0: yeah
4: wow concord
3: yeah explain that to the kids this is um (laughs) this is a genuinely this is genuinely the 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 concord that um roger moore arrived on uh for the film um so they kind of
1: it's a two-for-one isn't it
3: it's a (laughs) two-for-one he's at this is actually Roger Moore's own clothes and him arriving. <laughs>
4: right. So, this is this when he had like um, a well, hernia or something and then he had to get whisked off to a hospital? Is that this moment? Uh, um,
3: yeah, he, he was always chronic. Kidney stones, I think it was. Kidney stones. Was, oh, that was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, kidney stones. And uh, yeah, he was always ill. I think he was very, very second,
1: ill. Second Rolls Royce of the movie. Third yeah. Rolls Royce of the movie. Mm-hmm.
6: And anyway, but just uh, close the loop on that. So they, he arrives on the plane, then they had to taxi it off to the side somewhere so he could get made up. And right. That's right. Yeah. So and it isn't they... his own clothes. Yeah. yeah.
3: Uh, but it is. But it is the plane that he arrived on. <laughs> right. Right.
5: Look at the metal wall in the background, that little metal checkered wall and how like all the yeah. metal detailing around the uh, door frames yeah. and stuff. I just I, love metal. I,
1: I miss the old hotel key fobs that were the size of a dinner plate.
6: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, while Bond stiffs the guy on a tip.
1: Uh. Yeah.
3: I, I also have to say that it's, you know, this it's kind of this mistreatment of uh, homosexual characters, you know, like yeah. they have to be mincy or they have to be kind right. of, um, it's, yeah, no, it's, um, I mean, at least Bond isn't, you know, outwardly kind of homophobic. But it's it, you
1: know she didn't strain the she didn't strain the
3: it, It's also an extension
6: of Bond mistreating the working class, you know, because he always kills. Yeah. Like, he kills crater guy, but he can't get below five. <laughs>
4: mm. But Normally, like the people who show him to his hotel rooms are always these like you know twenty something, very That's sexy, scantily clad women, and here it's this like mincing Kenneth Williams for uh, some reason. Right.
1: But she's uh, in the hotel in uh, the And
4: is it, right. but is, it, is, it, is it comic effect? Why,
3: why do they feel that they have to throw it mm. in there? Is yeah. it to say that that he's attractive to everybody? Um, I don't know. It's, it, it kind of just doesn't sort of sit yeah. too well yeah. with me.
6: Mm. And how do you kill five hours in Rio if you don't Samba?
1: Emily Bolton disappeared from the industry after this. Oh. Mm-hmm.
6: And now this is what we're now seeing carnival and this was like the the small unit. Junk-a-no! Uh, yeah.
1: They should have put a peeing dog in here just to maintain <laughs> continuity.
3: Yeah, the continuity. Um yeah. Bam 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 <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I I I think this is this is really genuinely one of the best shot um, scenes coming up with the uh, with with Jaws walking down the alleyway. Um, mm. I have to. Je- I, I'm not lying. This frightened me so much as a kid. I was mm. so scared. Scared by this, <laughs> Calvin. If you were scared by the you know Corrine's death, this this haunted me <laughs> for a long time.
4: Yeah, I'm not surprised either. It's a really strange... Like, um, I think Lisa was saying earlier on about... In this film, he's so comic relief. He's sort of like, ah, well... Even when him and Bond fight, he's like, oh, I'll get you next time. It's not really to be taken seriously. And then here, he's like proper horror movie character.
5: um,
4: Coming down a dark alley, going to kill her. It's, yeah. It's quite intense. It's frightening.
3: And it's the way way that they they introduce it. You know, it's very, very slowly showing mm. that he's amongst other uh, other characters like that um, you know just shot by shot you kind of pick it up and that shot there where he's just walking yeah. mm. slowly that is horrendous mm. and like it dress be- the clown, dress a clown oh yeah,
5: I just- hate clowns
3: yeah. 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 Oh, thank you me yeah. too
1: especially God. Bill and David right you hate the clowns
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 or just their attire <laughs> <dadging>.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but I think this is you know a, a, a very accomplished another point of view shot there um, I like the guy with the big
1: mustache in the dress
3: my favorite um, but uh, Lewis Gilbert um, who directed this um, you know has, has directed quite quite a number of he did Alfie as well um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think educating reader so he's you know he's a, a fairly accomplished director. Um, so, I, did, I
1: did like his line about this uh, which was, I picked a good one to get back end points on <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> <I'm sorry. Yeah. laughs> and now it's just yeah, that's at this point we're just like how does she know that it's, she puts her hand to her right. neck as if mm. she knows it's yeah. oh, even thinking.
4: creepier, oh. like that she knows before he even takes his head off yeah. well how many yeah. 7
6: foot 2 agents are there operating yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true, true. Like, I mean, there's. Mm. I mean, I'm. There's probably more than one, but you know, it can't be that. that,
3: <laughs> it. Well, but, that can then, but then, all point. of this is undone by this this comical thing where he gets yeah. whisked whisked away. But that whole build up there uh, is is nightmare fuel. Pure and she nightmare still looks
5: horrified, like she's acting mm. the heck out of this scene.
3: Mm. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. She's yeah. She's caught by the caught by the spider, like the fly in the in the web. It's uh, mm. it's it's pretty horrific. Yeah. Um,
1: Hello again. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and the lighting is very interesting. The you know the the, the, the green light and yeah. green being a being the color of Bond as we know.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, and then it's all just kind of undone by him just being whisked away
6: yeah i do like how he eventually he he resists for a little bit then he shrugs Oof. yeah <laughs> i'll get okay. you next time <laughs> 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 oh, he throws up his arms oh go yeah. prince oh, but they are,
1: yeah like as she's rubbing her neck even though nothing happened to her. yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. She see could that's why her. i
5: find him endearing like i get that he's scary and horrific but in those i'm like yeah what the heck i'm just gonna keep going i'll get them i'll get them the next time around yeah. like yeah. i kind of i well, just like that mentality
1: well, yeah. well When the... you
6: when you when
1: you call villains for hire and you do it
6: at an hourly rate, <laughs>
5: mm-hmm. well, that is well,
7: true.
6: In the 1960s, Richard Keel like made the rounds on various spy yeah. shows. He I mean he was there's a fairy party going on here. He was in I'm the sure he was in the Manson Uncle. <laughs> he was in I Spies and the Wild Wild West. I mean, he was in everything.
1: Yeah. Can All we right. just give a shout out to the people in the animal costumes getting paid yeah. extra for sweating their balls off in those <laughs> costumes? Uh, yeah. in this por- this you
6: didn't
1: portion mention,
6: of the of-
2: Seven Ups, uh, Bill.
6: I was, I was about to say, <laughs> this portion of Moonraker brought to you by Seven Ups. <laughs> okay. wow. yeah.
2: There's just-
1: the a the whole sequence missing here with a, another agent that they took out the entire film.
5: Can I raise an issue that that you guys just talked about? And it has something to do. I've been thinking a lot about hench people and how like villains, there are certain villains who couldn't enact their plan if they didn't have their hench people. And we've talked a bit about like Oddjob or the loyalty of specific hench people. Mayday was very loyal to Zoran until Zoran betrayed her. And it's interesting in this film that Jaws is somebody who's sort of just like called up. Um, And Uh he doesn't have that same degree of loyalty. Yes, he's probably being paid to do it, but he doesn't have that like emotional connection or he doesn't connect with the overall plan. And I think that is something that factors into (laughs) his decisions at the end or that he has a decision at the end. And I think that's Mm. just just a really interesting point of the that he's called up rather than he's a core part of the narrative from the outset because he buys into and believes and is 100 percent loyal to the villain.
1: Yeah, I just like oh. to point out that telescope goes from a focal depth of about half a mile to twelve feet. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, that's amazing. not possible.
3: I will say about uh, just just Elisa's point there. Um, Drax's plan is obviously to you know only have the genetically superior uh, come up to the space station, right. and at the and at the point where
1: uh, was his first choice Chang, and then yeah, that didn't well, work out. So,
3: but but George's, George's usefulness kind of ends mm-hmm. as as they go up to the space station and it's almost like drax goes do you want to do you want to come up to the space station as well do you want to <laughs> come up and he's I'm like a well like, i I'm a, I'm a gun for hire but what the hell why not
4: <laughs> um well, he wants to live yeah, yeah and he, and he but, gets to you know, bring like, a plus one as well he gets to bring dolly along it, a,
3: a plus one yeah exactly and it's but it's very kind of like so what are we doing we're going. We're killing off. We're killing right. off humanity and going to space. Oh, okay. Yeah,
4: I'll do Well, that. last time he was totally like gung ho for just. Oh, I'm going to live under the sea for the rest of eternity. Right. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. this is old hat to Jaws.
5: Under <laughs> over under yeah. the sea above.
6: <laughs> remember, they're I think only he- going. They're only going to space temporarily, you know, until oh, they that's true. Then come back She's down thinking. and repopulate the earth.
3: That's mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's true. That's true. They are gonna go and back YouTube down can eventually. can stop a winch. What YouTube a great shot, a though! Mm-hmm.
5: I like this with all the glass and sort of the curvature around it, and then you can see like the background. I don't know. It looks. It's a really good shot. Uh,
3: yeah, and, it's it's beautifully
6: done. And up upcoming, we will have the cable car fight, where which was accomplished by having a regular sized stunt man fight against a short stunt man. Mm-hmm. To, yeah. To get the
3: image of a normal size man versus a giant.
1: Mm. <laughs> and some liquor, and some licorice.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And was actually yeah, here we go, the licorice bite. But um that that stunt there where he falls off the side is done obviously for real and um the stunt man involved very nearly fell off. <laughs> yeah, it was, couldn't oh hear cut.
1: They and they didn't call cut. He just kept hanging there. Richard Grayson yeah. yeah. Graden? Yeah Richard Grayson yeah.
4: It's underdone by all the um, terrible back projection, though. I think. I think all the stuff that's going on on the cable cars is fantastic. It looks great, but then you, there's some really dodgy edits coming up. There's a bit where Jaws jumps from one let, cable car to another that yeah. just looks terrible.
1: <laughs> let's be honest, it's the jump, isn't it? That mm. does that.
4: Yeah.
3: The but yeah. the um, but they actually have those. They they built those cars into in the studio,
5: and yeah,
3: um, yeah that I think. The jump. I mean, obviously Richard Kill wasn't capable of of jumping that distance, but they kind of did do. He did kind of do a jump across uh, onto the studio car. Yeah. So it's just it's, it's, it's just it, badly edited.
4: Yeah, it's the editing of it. It's that if it was just a few frames on either side, it might work. But you mm. know one
1: does it. It's the wide shot showing that there's like a twelve foot gap between the cars that ruins
4: yeah. mm. it. <laughs> if
1: they'd have left that out, you go. would have believed they were closer together, right?
7: Yeah. (laughs) Perfect landing. Did you see that? Yes.
1: (laughs) I think they learned their lessons on this film. Like you know, in Casino, on the on the jumping off the cranes, they they use the wide shot way more effectively
3: Mm. to do that. Although I have to say that that I don't I don't like the way that they cut away. From the from the the second jump, you know, like he jumps to the tr- crane, and then he jumps to the building, and then it kind of cut from it. I would have liked yeah. to have seen the, the all in in camera uh, mm. for that particular one. It's it's such an incredible, for real stunt. Um,
4: now, I believe in the novelization, Doctor Goodhead is the one who sort of saves the day here. She does end up using one of the gadgets that. Uh, we found in her room earlier on um and it's not bond oh. that you know um that's takes out Jaws. it's it's her uh but here in the film obviously they changed it <laughs> yeah,
5: see this then the gadgets would make choice. sense then all of that would make sense if she was able to let like, use like the flamethrower perfume and like blind him or something
4: i think it is that gadget that she uses yeah! here in the novelization i think <laughs> um, but
1: yeah. I love that guy's face, his job satisfaction well. of pushing the button. <laughs> just for, just for.
3: And that he should be able to see Jules doing that. You can see you know, him. You
1: know, right. <laughs> go face the face to
3: Come on, come on. It's like, yeah, I can see you from a mile away. Um.
5: <laughs> <laughs> but I love how much enjoyment he gets off of it.
3: Yeah. Here, and then it's like, go. oh no. I- <laughs> Uh, some great some great kind of vaudevillean comedic acting here from from, from Richie Kill Whoa.
6: Oh my
7: seven god seven up seven up, and, uh, seven
6: seven up.
7: up. <laughs>
3: Um so here's an interesting thing um, they call the Mandela oh, effect and that's uh, actually
6: a seven up uh, bucket there on
3: the table yeah.
1: Yeah, tell you a funny story, but quickly, Ben, um, uh, a guy I used to work with 20 years ago who I've not been in touch with since emailed the other day saying, do you still do that James Bond thing? I was looking at the Mandela effect and you guys came up on Google. <laughs> it's like, oh, really? 20 years. Yeah, it's like, okay, Brilliant. guess it's a thing.
3: So uh, for those of you who don't know, the Mandela effect is where people kind of misremember things. There was a point where people thought that Nelson Mandela had died in jail. Um oh. And since the effect was named after it, um, Dolly here was misremembered as having braces uh, by a great number of people, um, and yep. they would swear blind to the fact that she she um, had them, but mm. clearly that they, they do not. It's worth looking up at all of the instances of things that people have culturally misremembered.
4: Mm. well it's yeah. a better gag it's like it works it in, it's like your mind creates the gag for you it's like yeah that's yeah. what it should be that she you know uh, bears her teeth and there's some kind of metal um, fixing yeah. going on but uh, just just um, to go back a bit I, I had the novelization to hand so I did consult it yes uh, Dr. Goodhead did indeed use the flame um, perfume on Jaws in the novelization and Bond responds to that with God bless America and then
5: they <laughs> take the chain and then you go down the cable. Carpet. Oh, I wish I they just, had that.
4: I just had to double check.
1: Yeah. Do you manicure while you're the henchman? No, is a
4: terrible, Calvin, terrible it, set. Also, also, in the novelization, isn't this
6: um, guy in the ambulance who's looking over them, isn't he? Got, it goes into some detail about why he's creepier than they let on in the film. I
4: yeah. Yeah, basically everything that doesn't that... make sense in the film there is an explanation for it in the novelization <laughs> why, is pretty much how it why goes why is there that that
3: little thing that slides right. away to, that makes no so, sense
4: so Bond yeah. can escape
1: <laughs> 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 See, if he still wore the same watch as Live and Let Die he'd be out by now mm-hmm. he could
5: just
1: saw his way out of those ropes.
5: He knew so got, it would go so d- in that direction.
1: So in in Q branch, they're like in Q branch, they're like, "Well, the gadget saves somebody's life, therefore it's no longer useful. We'll
4: discontinue yeah. it." <laughs> <laughs> or, every time it's standard issue, no. it never actually comes back.
6: No, it's, it's but no, it's <laughs> Q branch has the IT mentality. They've always got to change oh, seven up. Well, um, the IT mentality is, oh, we have got to change it. It's like, oh, Seiko watch,
2: Seiko, and Marlboro. <laughs> I really fancy
4: um, a cigarette now. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> well, coming up, in a,
6: coming up in a minute, we're going to have the most egregious Marlboro thing yet. Um, I just have to note that
5: I am drinking 7 Up, but that was just, I, I forgot that there was the 7 Up stuff. I'm having 7 Up and some God guys. Yeah. I some
2: seminal, it's it. You lot. Like, yeah.
6: The bad guys going into, uh, is it a British Airways? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm actually, okay all right I'm here's actually the most wearing egregious steako, which is even
7: even scarier all
6: right here's the most egregious right now um okay, yeah the <laughs> has gone away and the theme from the magnificent magnificent seven is playing but that's My not why but that's not why they're using it because for many years Marlboro cigarettes licensed that theme and used it <laughs> <later. Yeah. laughs> oh. yeah. 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 And, and, and the main character in the Marlboro ads was the Marlboro Man, a guy, a cowboy. And right. as I remember, that's where I first heard that music. It's like God. years later, I, I heard about the Magnificent Seven. I said, like, wait a minute, that's in a movie? I just thought it was a cigarette commercial. <laughs> and, and, and when this movie came out, TV cigarette ads had been off the air for about 10 years. But through just sheer repetition, people still associated that music with Marlboro.
3: I mean, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that, actually. Cigarette commercials were very different in the United Kingdom. Um, <laughs> I like the guy different- crosses himself
7: after the <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> And I'm just walking on. It's like that whole kind of, um, you know, when you go to a brothel kind of scene when you just open the doors and you just hear different things going on inside. <laughs> you know, like open a door and an elephant
4: so, um, <laughs> I like that Lois Maxwell did actually get out on location as well in this one. Seemingly anyway. Yeah. Seemingly, Seemingly yeah. Well, yeah. Didn't use the hat stand. Yeah. <laughs> um Bolus Double O seven. One of my all time favorite <laughs> Balls. lines. <Yeah>. <laughs> Ball's Q <laughs> <too. laughs> um, I was thinking, actually, to say she's called Goodhead, they don't make any sort of, like, oral sex jokes, do they? It's just... Except at the very end. Uh, the,
3: the name is, is enough.
4: I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, well, <laughs> the, the,
1: the take me around the world is a, is a, is a, a connotation. Uh, yeah, she
3: was very, uh, unconf- she was very uh, upset about doing that line.
6: Well, well, Lisa, you know, has
3: commented about
6: how it's bad for like the uh, male character to be referred to by the last name and the uh, female character by the first name but i'm sorry with uh, holly goodhead i just i i right. end up saying bond and holly because i just mm-hmm. you know bonded Goodhead just,
4: just oh i like referring it. to her as dr Goodhead. it's the contradiction <laughs> <laughs> is he wearing a hairpiece there
1: no i think it's just a bad hair day
6: or comb over uh so over. Yeah, comb yeah. Over, yeah yeah
5: whose hair are we talking about they both seem to have a comb Desmond. over <laughs> <laughs> I was like, which one? <laughs>
1: Chemical formula of plot.
4: Uh, that's so, uh flat that's screen TV. The Bond,
1: <laughs> ever the, Bond ever the expert, right? Yeah. <laughs>
4: He's really insufferable, oh, particularly in the novelization, I must say. It's just like every time anyone mentions anything, he's like, Oh, by the way, uh, yes, it's <laughs> this blah de blah that I it's really insufferable. If he was at your house having dinner and just coming out. He's just <laughs> <it>. <laughs> okay.
6: So in the so in the first draft of the script, uh bonded Holly, if I may put it that way, um, they they went up toward this uh place in the Amazon in twin mini jets, you know, the the jets hmm. we would see in, uh, Octopussy. Right. And then hers gets shot down and bond. Oh, and then bond's getting away from Drax's fighters. And so there's, he's like this thin area between two cliffs and bond tilts his plane.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and,
6: and so then bond comes back. Oh, they captured Holly. Well, I'll put you in this boat. So then so then we have the whole boat sequence after that. So it's like mm. you can sort of see why they dispensed with the, the mini jets. But in that sequence as written, they're both flying. And Bond says to her, says, do you think you can handle a plane like this? And mm-hmm. then she tilts her plane upside down and says, mm. yeah, I think I can handle it.
3: Um, <laughs> I was uh, inverted.
1: Gun is, reference. You know, a little bit of recycling for no time to die. Yeah. Um, so, um, uh, this is one of those James Bond push button chases.
5: But yeah. it's a second boat chase. I love boat sequences and snow chase I love pretty much ever like cars are fine, but I like it when chase sequences like go like above and beyond just driving a car. and so to me it's exciting to see another boat chase sequence. I think it's I don't know Especially visually interesting. These,
3: these guys definitely die. You know. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Oh, they this one. oh, they are so dead. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, sometimes you get the get the guys kind of like brushing themselves off. Oh no. <laughs> they are not brushing that off. That's that's not gonna yeah. just work itself out.
6: In the movie, we are now we are now hearing the fifth and final rendition of the 007 theme by John Barry,
4: which That's I right. hate for this sequence. It just yes. it ruins any kind of tension, any kind of. I uh, mean, maybe it's fitting for like Jaws and Bond and their whole like "I'll oh, get you next time" kind of thing, but it's oh, it kills the scene for me. I was also
6: going to say that the Moonraker boat still exists, um, yeah, and it's been restored, but it's one of those things like for that, uh, display of, you know, with the push buttons, you know, they had to like, Oh, use screen captures to make a new one. And they had to do this. It's not, I I talked to the guys who did it. That's, that's what they did. did. And, you know, they, they had a screen capture to work from. And so that's, what they did but like it, it kind of reminded me of the saying about yeah it's my grandpa's hammer it's, it's except right. i had to replace it's, the yeah. head in the, ha- in the handle um it's not that
1: triggers, bad but... trig, trigger's broom for those yeah. UK references um yeah.
3: so and it's, one of, it's main... one of the most
1: forgotten kind of vehicles isn't it it's like it doesn't really get anything outside this movie
3: mm. any no
6: love
1: it, no
3: it famously it famously got stuck um, on yes. the edge of the waterfall um, yeah. which they had to then helicopter uh, a guy down on a winch <laughs> to Ruffington. try to, di- to yeah to try to dislodge it um, and and he said that he could feel the harness starting to tear um, which is why they ended up using a, a model shot um, for the actual going over the the edge but um, right. yeah um, like it's
1: actually a better model shot than oh in of the Day. <laughs>
3: yeah. Now, in the
6: uh, making of featurette for this movie, they claimed, oh, we saw this picture. That, you know, They had never, ever done a movie at these falls. But again, going back to Kiss the Girls and Make Them Die, it certainly looks like the same set of falls. And they used it in the title sequence.
1: Um, Are you telling me, Bill, that Eon weren't completely honest in their press materials? i
6: <laughs> I'm <laughs> suggesting
1: that's a possibility. Uh <laughs>
3: oh. <laughs> ah. oh dear, I love this. Um.
1: You see, what's funny is like we go from Bond being a consummate hand-gliding professional in Live and Let Die, where he can see. kick somebody's in the back of the head and smoke a cigar at the same time whilst landing, to mm-hmm. crashing in a tree.
4: Yeah. That's a <laughs> that helmet. What was don't need in going to here? Like, oh, this flower there- grows in this part of the jungle. <laughs> I'll just Play. go there and plan. Plan what
6: plan? You know, <laughs> pla- no, again, it's like I said in an earlier episode. It's like Bond's plan. Typically, is I got
4: my gun. I'll go there We'll uh, yeah. see what happens. And then Drax is like, sort of his whole scheme is like, right, okay, Jaws didn't get him, right? So ladies, go and get into your positions and lure him to this particular spot. <laughs> to the correct location. Yeah. where he Mike... walks
3: for miles and like, <laughs> <laughs> he's at the, the, top of, yeah.
4: the top yeah. of
3: the, the, the waterfall, then he's down at the bottom of the waterfall and the, <laughs> now now the, the waterfall's two, two miles away in the background. Like, yeah. it's just... <laughs> Miles and miles of walking, and they're just like, "Give me a, give me a minute."
1: Maybe, maybe, <laughs> just, Drax, maybe, maybe Drex sent them out to get a pint of In milk a gown. <laughs> they're
5: wearing gowns, and are they wearing heels?
3: Yes, she's yes. wearing heels.
5: That's uh, like that's the really? glass girl,
3: by the way. She, that's, she uh, that's, all, the, that's that's the receptionist almost, from glass Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah so this did. set, um, sorry to, to, to interrupt. This set was enormous um, and cost a very large amount of money and is used really only very
1: one scene.
3: Yeah. Pretty much one scene. They do come back to it very briefly later on. Uh, but it's pretty much for this just one scene and it costs an absolute fortune. Um, it's, it's Canada, basically
1: blow. It's basically Blofeld's apartment in Yona yeah. twice. Isn't but,
3: um, Canada wanted
6: each. Oh, and there's
1: the two
3: rocks. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. So they're all coming coming back in, the people that we've all met earlier in the film. Um, mm. But The Rocks had to have this kind of crystalline, uh, fake crystalline look. Ken, Ad- yeah, Ken two- Adam said he actually wanted it to look fake, uh, and he did a pretty good job. Of making it look fake, yes.
4: I yeah, of making it look fake.
3: <laughs> I think it is quite beautiful. It, it does look like a
1: late 70s top-of-the-pop dance troupe, to be <laughs> sure. Yeah. No
4: again just bond here I, it's just like his whole plan is like i'm gonna stand around and see yeah. right. what happens <laughs> well, it, well he is keeping a, his distance yeah. he's not just rushing
1: up <laughs> oh, a social distancing though. yeah
3: such a I'm such saying. a beautiful <laughs> set though yeah. yeah um it's it's a really i think this is just one of my favorite sets in pretty much all of bond mm, yeah uh, i agree them, but it, you know, it's, it's such a shame that it's so very seldom used. But I, I think it's just fantastic bit of acting here from Roger. Oh, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> yeah.
4: they actually had like a real Python in a bit of water somewhere, didn't they? Yeah. And obviously it's intercom yeah. with Roger and a fake one. But I, I think the behind the scenes note on that was that they'd chuck the python in the water and the python's instinct would just be to I'm going to get out of here, I'm just going to go find the yeah. water. So the stunt man yeah. had to sort of like pretend to grapple with the thing as it's trying to get out of the, out right. of the water. And the penny stole they're, from uh, Holly.
3: But their they're yeah. faces of the, the Drax girls, if I can call them that, um, they're all very impassive and they're enjoying it until he seems to get the upper hand. Mm. Um, right. So the, the implication is, that even though that they're the master race and they're going to repopulate the planet, they are intrinsically evil. Mm. Yeah,
1: George is one of the only few characters in James Bond film that falls into water and doesn't insta-dry. He's still wet. Mm. Yeah, ah. from his, from his bath.
3: Boom, up <laughs> he gets.
5: Will, like um,
3: is, uh, is, does, does Roger Moore get dry within, when he walks through that door? By the no, time he gets he,
6: he actually stays wet for a what bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally don't know what the anything.
1: what the what the get up on the Drax uniforms with like the uh, the wrestling earmuffs
3: <laughs> thing. They're is. special yeah. special soldiers who have to wear those all the time because um, they, so they don't bump, accidentally
1: bump into the wall <laughs> bump into the walls yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's, a lot of,
5: there's
3: a lot of
1: there's a lot of angled doorways
5: to be fair. <laughs> just in case here's your, your padding
3: <laughs> I love this five set mi- oh, five million dollars and into the Mondrian it's, it is incredible it is such a good uh, bit of production design on this film yeah, it really is uh, just exquisite, isn't it? And uh, yeah, completely It's much useless. better than
1: Blofeld's call centre, isn't it?
3: Yes. Um, this also reminds me, for some reason, um, and particularly maybe oh, because of long
1: Sorry, it's another Bond point of view shot, which is super yeah. rare.
3: Yeah, he's, he's, there's a few of them in, this, in the film. Um, but this reminds me of uh, the Black Hole, for some reason. It's got a, hmm. yeah, a, 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 oh, yeah. A, vibe, a Black Hole vibe about it. Um, uh,
5: Look at that low so, angle shot though I mean the low angle and the high angle Are like expressing power relations Where Drax can mm, like yeah. fill out the frame And you've got the beautiful set in the background And then the high angle shot At, at, at Bond shows him being so much smaller He's physically lower And that he's in a vulnerable position So whatever Drax is going to sort of shoot at him he's He doesn't have the upper hand I think it's I think it's just I love the set but I also love how mm-hmm. the power dynamics Are being presented and yeah. shot
4: quite agree there's
1: an awful yeah. there's an awful lot of clipboards <laughs>
4: mm. and Dra- drax's chair must be the most underrated bond villain chair of them all i love it it's right. like it stretches yeah. out at the sides it's fantastic
5: maybe he can just lean on his side and like prop his legs up and like just sort of like lay out like that's- <laughs> i'm just wondering why the arms go so far out he can have like dinner yeah. and drinks and like it just keeps going <laughs> the
3: uh the the Golden Eye N64 game realized it mm. does a really beautiful realization of of this environment as well mm. and it's very it's difficult to watch this film and not kind right. of if you if you right. played the game put yourself <laughs> into level. it yeah, yeah. exactly yep. um, it's it's uh it's such a good good uh, good game good game good game um <laughs> and I, I think it's um it's rare that a video game can actually kind of make you feel like you're in there, like, uh, um, (laughs) yeah. but, but in a way you almost feel like, Oh yeah. If you just go left down there, down that secret doorway behind that, that computer panel, you, you'll, you'll be able, you know, like you kind of get a better sense of geography of, of the environment than actually you are given in the, in the film.
4: Unlike 007 Legends, which tries to sort of modernize some of these sets um, and fails horrifically, whereas GoldenEye really does a a great job with it. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Can we talk just a second Uh, about something that I love about this film, some of the Ken Adams sets, and even when I think about the original Star Wars trilogy, I know that we're pushing technology and you see updated sets. There's something about these older sets that I that, that that stand for me the test of time. There's not an mm-hmm. excess of, an excessive amount of CGI. Uh, you no. don't really have to worry about like developments of technology not aging well. Set design in and of itself is just solid in these films. And so when I look back, they in they they're enduring for me. Like I oh. I, I, I still believe and I still feel. And so sets like these um I, I There's I just,
1: a lot of four grand miniatures and stuff here, which is so great. this is, this this is, is the, beautiful. Yeah,
5: so-
3: so, Derek. I like Meddings, how Holly,
1: Holly, Holly was waiting for the passcode to the Zoom conference.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, it's he so, still is.
6: He still is damp. By the way, it's, it's not too uh, We're getting away. But...
3: This Wait, set was supposed it, to be used uh, to earlier on. Be... Yes. So, if you look um, uh, where where Drax appears, to, yes. um, you know you, you, yeah. you can see that this is a combination of set of, of mm. uh, map painting um it's it, a model it's it's very beautifully done to kind of create a sense of real space um for Bond the budget and Holland, that they had it's
6: bonded holly was a still um yeah well, they're not moving you which know, which yeah. only you know, only i only discovered that after about 20 times yeah it. Mm-hmm. they did it
1: in the previous film with stromberg on atlantis and it didn't work very well mm-hmm.
6: so
3: but this set uh, this set as well is uh was supposed to have a have a, a greater use and, and never did. This is this is one of the first signs where we get the he's just got a Deus Ex uh right. back in a kind of like get out of jail free card that we didn't know that he had to begin with. I, right. I really it's believe stand, that,
1: it's a standard issue, Ben. I mean, come
3: yeah. On, ben. <laughs> it's but it's a shame Oh, sorry, I love that model shot by the way. Um, it's it's just a shame that you know you get you get to see him use a gadget that you just you didn't get the the setup for, right. and yeah. I think you should always well, have well- a setup
6: something something like that happened in Live and Let Die where we knew that mm. the watch had magnetic ability, but we didn't know it right. had the buzzsaw thing until he, yeah. he got yeah. his robes.
4: It's tough, isn't it? Because it's like as a screenwriter it's like, yeah, you set it up and the audience know that it's going to pay off later on, or do you have just the surprise of, oh, he just uses it in the moment and that's that. Well, in, now, well is, remember, is this in, a
1: monorail? Is this this is not a monorail, is it? In, in Goldfinger, this is not a
6: monorail.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say Goldfinger
6: boothroyd hints at the car's capabilities but they don't show them all he says i'll only keep you in for an hour or so if you me mm, yeah. my yeah. attention well so I, so it's hinted that there's yeah, a lot of stuff in the car but we don't see everything yeah. we, he, he shows him the ejector seat but
3: yeah but we don't well, even get
6: to
1: see the watch at all except for on the advert
6: on the billboard right right I mean, <laughs> yeah
3: so the the, the I, other way. But I like the to, idea that it's a
6: grot wire that's also a fuse. Yeah. I, cool. I was just going to compliment so, Goldfinger though, in the sense of a hint about stuff, so you know there's more there, and then we see it, you know, mm. Coming
3: back to Cal, Calvin's point about you know do you do you set it up or do you just surprise by using it? One of the, the few things I liked about uh, Tomorrow Never Dies was the fact that he was given gadgets right um, that had a specific purpose. Yeah. But he then changed that gadget's purpose later on. So you mm. might not have known um, that it had. Well, you do know that it's got a fingerprint scanner, but you know the way that he turns that fingerprint scanner around to mm. to be the the thumbprint that opens the, the safe. He or, or the or the the detonator that he uses in the jam jar with the grenade. Right. It's, there's. There's a yeah, lot of different all, ways that all the that he,
1: best villains keep all the best villains keep jam jars on their stealth boats. They they? they
3: they should. <laughs> oh. So this is this is a, that's a bit of a callback to um, you only live twice. Yeah. Um, and I want that car for some reason. Right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody says, "Hey, um, are you the same guys that should be getting onto this this spaceship?"
6: <laughs> you, they're yeah. thugs. They don't. Yeah you know, they they're,
1: they're, okay. you know it's beyond they're their staying. brain
6: capability. They're, also they're just staying
3: happy to, behind. They
1: are just, just, just happy to be alive at this point. Yeah. yeah. collar workers at a base. For the next for the next <laughs> 10
3: minutes before Drax murders them. <laughs> well, I, I
6: I suppose that People at different Drax installations maybe get sealed off so that they aren't exposed oh, to this so. deadly. thing. Yeah, perhaps. But, but that's not um, explained. That's just me. That's just guesswork
1: this is, on my. Part. This is yeah. Derek, Derek Meddings' Oscar-nominated yes. model shot of it. But uh, then why would you be shot.
5: going to space if there are pockets or bunkers on the Earth?
6: And that's they're your that's people salt. though. They're all
3: yeah. your salt
2: trails.
1: That's that's salt pouring out of the bottom of the model.
3: Yeah. It's just such good special effects, considering the budget and and the fact that um, ILM basically said, uh, "No, we're not going to do this for you for for this money." Right. And they uh, and, and I think that, I you think know, it's they, better for it. I think it is yeah. better for it. I think it's uh, it. They just went right. We're going to have to use our ingenuity here, and it really shows. And they've done. Derek Metting's models are incredible in this movie. And especially that shot where you see the Moonraker and the people, you know, the, the walking beneath it. Yeah, you know that the foreground and the background. Yeah, the miniatures. Foreground. It's all. Yeah, mm-hmm. foreground miniatures are amazing in it. I have a question
5: about astronauts, and I don't know my history of Apollos and this and that. Were there a lot of female astronauts at this time? Because to no, have a visualization so. of a woman being the astronaut, being the one flying in into space at this moment in time, I mean, that in and of itself is just an important cinematic element. And there's this idea that we talk about in gender studies when we talk about images on screen, you can be what you can see. And there's a huge push even now for there to be more women in positions of STEM on screen. And so who knows? Mm -hmm. This is a film, even though I know James Bond gets a bad rep and her name is Holly Goodhead.
6: She
1: might be inspiring
5: other women to become astronauts. I just don't, I just
6: double-checked. The first U.S. woman astronaut to actually go into space was uh, – well, I, t- I take it back. She, okay. Sally Ride was the third woman in space. Well,
1: don't forget Columbia disaster. I love
3: mm. well, but, um, but no, yeah, Drax, 1983. Drax takes,
1: 1983 yeah, Drax, Drax takes a lot of shit, but he had a pretty progressive hiring policy.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he actually says your desire to be the first woman in space – is soon right. to be, I can't, I can't remember the exact line, but I think it's something yeah. along those lines. It's so soon the, to be fulfilled.
6: Um, there was actually a woman Soviet cosmonaut in 1963, <laughs> but uh, Sally Ride was the first American woman astronaut. In
3: oh, I think that's the line that he uses. Yeah, Drax says, yeah. your your desire to be America's first woman in space. Yeah. So anyway, to um, answer,
6: answer Lisa's question, no, that was not common at all at this point when this movie was made.
7: Hmm.
2: Did anyone else have um an Airfix uh, Moonraker?
3: I didn't have an Airfix one but I did I did have a a, a fairly sizable one which had the um removable kind of satellite
2: in the cargo bay. Okay, uh, No, I, I got you could the, could open the- they, basically Airfix they they basically um, Supplied their their standard uh, space shuttle model with um, right. uh, with a sticker. W- with different stickers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and mm. that's the one I had. It's just
1: like, well, you know, to be fair, Corgi, you've been doing it for 30 yeah, years. Yeah. Oh. I,
2: I said Thunderbird, no, not Thunderbird, Moonraker 5.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> that, that's a bit different. Of course, Derek, nice. Derek, Derek,
6: Derek Meddings worked on
1: Thunderbirds. Yeah.
6: So. Yes. Um, one um, of the taglines um, of this movie was, it's not science fiction, it's science fact. However, hmm. You could still hear the uh, rockets in space, which you can't. And space. you can, and, and you know, anti-gravity. And, the lasers,
1: anti-gravi- yeah. and the, oh, the, anti-gravity means you move in slow motion. Yeah. To, there's, you know, there's, there's something else about possible.
2: this. Not only was um, was Holly Goodhead the first American female astronaut, but um, Drax also beat NASA to putting the space shuttle into orbit.
6: That's right, yes, because it. it was originally supposed to. Um, it was originally supposed to uh, go up around the time this movie was to yeah. come out, and uh, but there were delays because I remember 60 Minutes on CBS yeah. uh, did a story about. It's a couple how, of years, wasn't it? I think yeah. it, 19, it was like 19, 1981. 1981. 1981. Yeah. It, it was 81, and anyway, you, uh, 60 Minutes did a story about all these delays with the shuttle, and I remember they used a clip from the movie to right. uh, talk so, about. It.
1: What should NASA should have written an open letter to Eon Productions to delay the release of the film? (laughs) I
3: I will say that I do like the fact that, um, you know, most science fiction films, even quite a a few modern science fiction films, um, tend to sort of uh, hand wave away gravity. Um, yes. In space, and they tend to sort of say, "Oh, you've got anti-gravity plating, or what have you." Right. The fact that they're using uh, centripetal force to um, yeah. to create artificial gravity is a really nice nice notion. Yeah. And in the except and in the they way have an
1: asymmetrical, except they have an asymmetrical space station. But, <laughs> well, yeah. yes,
3: it wouldn't work, um, but it doesn't actually. I mean, I've done a lot of uh, there, research there's on this. There's an attempt
6: to explain it. Is yeah. I, I, yeah. I think is. Uh, it's a compliment that is deserved yes
3: yeah i think so and and the fact that they i think this is supposed to be the largest number of actors in on wires in yes, any it is. film yes it was yeah. um so there's well, you know that moment where everyone goes uh, goes into zero g so it's, it's, it's a really nice uh, yeah. Nice so, conceit, nice moment. Right,
1: so, um, good news, Bob, you finished first in the uh, raffle. Uh, the bad news is you're the one that has to go to switch the gravity on.
3: Um,
6: <laughs> it's been nice knowing you, Bob. Have a good um, <laughs> some, something I meant to mention a minute ago during the sequence where they're traveling the space station, the executives at United Artists were just incredibly nervous about what was going on with the uh, effects because mm. we, you know, the, how they, how, how they did the effects was they had to keep rolling back the film to add different yes. elements. and it's there like were like times, wasn't it? many, yeah. You know, uh, I don't know how many, but, and like any one time could have ruined the whole thing. They would have had to yeah. start over. And I have this book. It's actually, it's mostly about Heaven's Gate, but it was written by a United Artists executive. And he mentions about just how ner- nervous they were yeah. about Moonraker. It wasn't until it was finally done.
3: They could finally breathe a sigh of relief. Um, yeah. One of the one of the things you'll notice in the effect shots, when you see any of the uh, spacecraft moving against the background, there are no stars, sort of right. s- mm-hmm. sort of around it, um, because they, they to had to mask it off on the passes. So they did it very well. Um, but if you actually look at it, you start to notice that whenever you see like a Moonraker flying past the screen, it's got. A kind of a, a wall of black around it and the stars are yeah. on the on the outside
1: the other thing i only realized years later was like the space station lights only work when gravity's switched on mm. <laughs> so they use that as a visual kind of yeah you we we missed it a, about a minute ago when, when the gravity sw- comes on the lights come on and they, they use that as a uh, signal
3: yeah it must be visual. very cold in there still that's true um, yeah uh be i I think it would be extremely uh
1: bob you forgot to switch the heating on on. yeah
5: (laughs) i also appreciate the standardized um astronaut suits where like oftentimes when women are involved there's something that's like hypersexualized. like they tend to be form-fitting or they're like a different material like velour or something like that i like how everybody's wearing sort of the same type of suit except for like the couples who are procreating on the side there but for the right. most part, like yeah. all the workers are kind of the same, and I I kind of dig that. The, I
4: was going stud, to the stud procreators, th- yeah, they're all just yeah. very, yeah, it's a the, very select the, group. Uh, the stud
6: farm part of the operation. Uh,
1: <laughs> it's <laughs> like a, Jaws, is, Jaws is the only one who's like, hang on a minute, I don't fit in here. Meanwhile, yeah. <laughs> all the
6: crew, all the crew,
1: right, all right, <laughs> are, like,
6: paying attention, yeah, and and. Uh...
1: I think the, the dude to uh, female ratio here is a bit off.
6: Um,
4: yeah. <laughs> I would love to know they how we do got other, Dolly they up do an
7: there. episode on it. Well, well, wait a
6: minute. Maybe that is. Um, oh, they're taking a page from Doctor Strange Love because yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. Doctor Strange Love describes.
5: It well, for George C. Scott, women, asks, women, "Would we yeah. have
6: to give up traditional uh, right. variety? Right. Well, unfortunately, yes, <laughs> Mister <laughs> Mr. President, I think we're, this is a great thing. Um,
3: <laughs> Well, it's you know, very. Go on, I'm sorry, sorry,
4: girl. girl. I, was, I was just going to say, I'd love to know how the conversation went down with Jaws, sort of going to Drax, me like, I met this girl a few days ago, and I really <laughs> think she should come along on this scheme. Can you please get her a uniform? Anyway, sorry, what were you going to say? Sure. So,
1: is, uh, there mater- you- is there a is there a is there a maternity ward on the space station? <laughs> it oh.
4: must be.
3: Um, well, well, we don't know you, exactly how long they're going to be yet? up
6: there because you know it, it's. Um, are they actually going to be up there nine months? That's uh, true.
3: Oh, so they're really just basically waiting for everybody to die and then they yeah, could come yeah. back. You
1: are now. You are now leaving the gravity zone, right? Because um, <laughs>
6: be, be, you know, because Drax gave that speech where he talked about how the inhabitants of Earth of Earth would look up and see there is law and order in the heavens. Um, by law, but not mm. <laughs> general mm. law, but yeah. You know. So I mean, it's yeah. I think it, the idea is that uh, they're going to go back down to Earth at some point, and probably sooner than later, because
2: just, just millions of people clear, just like
6: stepping,
3: yeah. stepping mm. over, stepping over the millions of bodies. Billions um, yeah. at this
6: point. Yeah, yeah. the, the
3: Oz will be there saying it's fine it's only two to three percent of
4: children yeah earlier on i think this is sort of the moment where we're supposed to think that bond is sort of like oh yeah actually you're you're all right at this whole secret agent thing aren't you uh he just does like a one punch yeah (laughs) she does most of the work here Uh, i like
1: how she's trying to switch it off the right way and he's just like
6: fuck it
4: yeah (laughs) 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 cables out yeah uh,
0: so he, yeah because he needs something to
6: tie the guys up so he pulls out all the cables mm. so that means the gravity's off now no just kidding no yeah yeah. just yeah just be thankful he grabbed the right cables michael g wilson um, yeah
0: yep.
6: oh there he is he just that was him without the beard he was clean shaven cool.
4: He, he even looks into the camera lens at one point. I just think, God, this is your cameo moment, Michael. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't look at the camera. <laughs> Are
5: what? these his pajamas? Wait, wait. Yeah. He wears yeah. red pajamas? They don't match red his phone. phone. He, because he's Soviet. Yeah.
6: <laughs>
4: he's, he's a red. Get it? Yeah. Oh, but the American general is speaking on a red phone as well. So,
5: So maybe that's their Soviet phone. Now colored uh, red. You <laughs> know that
3: says, yeah. "Isn't
4: it?"
5: This is it. Yeah.
4: Uh, yeah. Oh. There we go. No such hard work. So um, how so long this, did this, it this take is, them this is, to get every American uh, astronaut on that right. spaceship? Twenty minutes. Just scramble. Just go. Yeah. go well, also, yeah.
6: well, also, these aren't the regular astronauts. These are the Space yeah. Rangers or whatever they're called.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> always, of under, on, under Trump, space force yeah the space cadets
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um sound design on this is also really nice you know the mm. sound of the. i mean i know you shouldn't hear anything in space but that <sighs>
1: yeah that's really great. But you know what so in, in in bond's world what must have happened is the u.s disbanded the space marines somewhere between here and dine of the day because yeah there's no other way oh actually before yeah because oh. there's no other way to get that satellite than
3: Oh dear. It's he never learns, does he?
5: Just mm-hmm. never learns. I wonder if those if that headgear is Princess Leia inspired. <gasps>
1: oh oh.
7: On,
5: here's a
3: pro, here's a yeah, but here's a prop they
1: never made. They're little zapping sticks.
7: Zapping sticks. <laughs> paint sticks. Cling
1: on paint sticks. The little the
6: little laser cow prods. You know what those those on a replica gears, cow, what those headgears remind me of are like uh, boxing helmets. Hmm. Except yeah. they except they like painted them yellow. Oh they right? totally are. They're like wrestling
1: helmets. Why has he got yeah. a periscope? <laughs> <laughs>
4: like, right. What is he looking at? <laughs> no sense at all. Uh, so, you know
3: what, he, look at I, I
6: think he's tra- I think he's tracking the globes. Oh, yeah, with a periscope. Uh, yes. Yeah. With a periscope, yeah. Cool. yeah. I, I like the, anyway, Alien Isn't that supposed wrestling? to be a big telescope?
3: Uh, maybe more... it just it just sort of looks very kind of like submarini. In... does it
1: remind you of the alien set then with the whole telescope
3: yeah uh, well the headsets are the same headsets that ripley wears in the apc no i uh, I, mean, I
1: mean the uh, when they find the uh, the astronomer uh oh, set
3: it's, yeah yeah it's exactly it's, it's identical so it's it's, it's, uh, it's kind of uh, it's, it's uncanny that's what it is um yeah, this this is very kind of um, rooted in the seventies, but I I think there's something about seventies sci-fi that uh, you know I, I have a a great affinity for. Um, you know, it's a design want, aesthetic yeah. that kind of um, I think works. Uh, a, a kind of a retro futurism in a in a way. We actually yeah. l- like we actually want our space stations to look like they were designed in the 70s now if you see what i mean right. yeah
1: <laughs> kind of. i like the fact that there's no handrails anywhere <laughs> and michael lonsdale is like right on the edge of like a 20 foot drop here yeah. uh
4: I like how he sort of uh, perks up once he realizes that Bond and Goodhead are there. Like he's he's sort of quite dour, and then when he realizes he's, they're there, he's sort of like smirking. He's doing all these great speeches. Mm. He's he does have a line earlier on where he says, "Oh, you thwart my attempts for an amusing death for you, or something along those lines." Mm. I do like that about him. He does seem to genuinely like having them there as an audience for all of his dastardly doings.
3: Yeah, you know, villains like an audience.
4: Yeah. They're um, just natural
6: performers. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I, uh, Colonel Scott and his Space Marines—it's mm-hmm. uh, you know—and their and shiny silver suits—it's um, it's it's sort of a shame in a way because like I, I feel like they could have done um, slightly better costuming on the on the, yeah, on the, on the space. foil is the tin foil is not superb, is it? Um, and this is a, such an obvious thing. Like, how does somebody so intelligent realize that just this isn't a last-ditch attempt to kind of turn his henchmen against him? <laughs> like, of course, of course I'm going to kill him. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it to his face. I'm going to tell him right now. <laughs> mm. Yes, you and your girlfriend
4: are dead. <laughs> it's just as bad in the novelization as well, except Dolly isn't a part of the novelization. So that's actually a moment where the, I think the film improves upon what is in the novelization, oh. because... Right. In that, it's just like, oh, Jaws is just thinking himself, whereas here it's like, oh, no, he does have that extra emotional sort of pull. Like, what? oh, yeah, no, we can sort of live together on Earth still, which is nice. Expel them. Um, <laughs> yeah.
1: At some point, we should mention that those globes would burn up in the atmosphere, but that's yeah. a spoiler.
3: <laughs> you don't know. What are you, an astronaut? What See, are you, where like,
1: are a... where, where, where all the little zappy pointies? Oh, there it is. There's it. A...
3: Yeah, but mm. Karachi chop! And they're down. Uh, that didn't last long, did it?
5: I think Jaws can rebel. survive his app.
3: I think he can survive anything,
2: pretty much. He should have
5: can... kept fighting.
2: Yeah, But uh, I wonder if they were inspired by shield. lightsabers. Yeah. Oh, yeah,
1: actually. Do not press under any circumstances.
6: <laughs> Do not press. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: So the like truck it. button
6: you do not push
5: yeah. <laughs> hello boss no... this is your button <laughs>
1: and this this is why ki- this is why kids tongues get stuck to cold metal objects <laughs> right. isn't it? it's just that the <laughs>
4: oh, I love this though with everyone crashing and then
5: they wait too. oh light... yeah. yeah. so
1: cool oh ah. and the lights are off because gravity the lights are off because gravity's not working mm. anymore. Yeah. that'd be so That's much kind of fun to works. film
5: if they're like everybody mm. fall to the right and everyone just like moves oh, at the same in, time. I'll...
6: It, it, and now it, we're in slow motion because there's no gravity. It wasn't as much fun when they had to put on the wires to uh, dangle. That was,
3: mm-hmm.
5: Okay, that would probably that
3: was yeah.
6: yeah it's quite
4: right. work, especially for the time. Yeah, it is good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Pretty
6: oh, definitely. Yeah, but but it was it was it was hard. It was mm. it was not easy for the actors.
3: What he should have done was used an inverse tachyon pulse through the main deflector. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> well personally
6: I I prefer a super energy reverse polarizer myself but- <laughs> yeah. I think you should have reversed the polarity of the
1: neutron flow
3: yeah I think that's right through the, through the uh, plasma conduits um, that's the best way to do it
6: great
1: these, Scott
3: these little um these little jetpacks were so cool these like spaceship like all, the,
1: all the space Marines are sitting in there like in rows and they just like eject the Marines
3: yeah <laughs> <laughs> Now, if I remember correctly, this was actually something that um, you know was a was an actual thing that um, astronauts had was this kind of like a utility kind of backpack Bombay yeah. thing. Oh, the um,
0: thrusters.
3: Yeah, this little kind of uh, thruster um, thing. I think that was actually uh, something that they they had. They didn't have a laser attached to it, um, but.
6: I um, I remember thinking when the, I first saw this, is this scene like an homage to Thunderball, where it's yeah instead of yeah uh, instead of a big spear gun fight under the water, it's mm-hmm. laser fight yep. up in space. But.
3: So the the laser guns are um, Uzis painted white, um, just uh, yep. huh. just to let people know who uh, who anyone who uh, is in- interested in firearms that is what and, they are. Uh,
1: you see, the thing is, Ben, I, I absolutely see no point in them doing that because I mean. Why not just make a gun?
3: Yeah. Mm.
5: Well, but I, I think it's because, the... oh. you know, that... Sorry, go ahead.
3: I was just going to say, I think that they had like, you know, plastic uh, models, you they know. Molded, molded off one. Yeah. yeah. And then they can just reproduce them very easily and cheaply and they just spray paint them white.
5: I was just gonna say, I love how like you're in space with no gravity, but everybody's the exact same uprightness. Like nobody right. in that scene when they were shooting each other was like rolling around, or mm. everybody was just yeah. perfectly upright as if they were sitting. And I, I thought saw that- a
1: video. I saw a video once. Yeah, I saw a video once where I think it was Star Trek, and they they um, they edited it to have all the ships like at weird angles because mm. nobody would be the right way up during a fight, and it just ah. <laughs> looks stupid.
3: Um, one of the things that, uh, I, I have, uh, can show people as a, as a, as a visual asset, uh, to this podcast, I don't know if we do, uh, uh pictures, um, but I can put it, um, on Twitter, put the
1: pictures, you can put the pictures in their minds. But.
3: Um, no, I, I've got, mm-hmm. I've got some, I've got some nice models, uh, photographs of some of the model work, uh, from, and, and some yeah. of the designs from designing 007, um, exhibition in Paris, um. One of which is kind of a um, action man, or I think you call them GI Joes in America of, oh. of, of <laughs> Drax. Uh, it's it's hilarious. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's literally that kind of bearded uh, GI Joe, just, just dressed in a Nehru jacket. Um, <laughs> right. So I, I will see if I can dig up some of those for uh, for, for people.
1: Um, I like how in Goldfinger Bond's all concerned about blowing a hole in the you know to decompress the plane, <laughs> but here it's just like shoot the shit out of the plane. Yeah. Uh, we've
6: only got a vacuum outside. Well, <laughs> also, right. at one point, um, the wall, the outer wall of the space station, you can see it's like cardboard. Uh, the way it's <laughs> turning and stuff, it's kind of the one time they, it's it's very quick. Yeah, but
3: I'd like to do an edit where you know where Bond has the shotgun earlier. And then he sort of aims and shoots and it just cuts to the space station getting shot. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be the end of the movie. Uh, I think that'd be great. That would be
6: the That's 10 it. minute version of Moon Um
5: This right here reminds me of it, like, a gun barrel sequence. So he's sort of walking yeah. back and backing out and like, who oh. has the, the superior position in the gun barrel here. <laughs>
1: Mm. Yeah, I like how it's shot handheld, so you get a bit mm. um it's mm. a bit more disconcerting.
3: Yeah, it's like, really
4: nicely shot, actually. I love how Drax even when he's got a gun in his hand, he just can't quite bring himself right. to do it. He just loves the whole teasing. He doesn't actually want to kill Bond, I don't think. It's just he just likes having him on a string. This is a very good villain death, oh, I, yeah. I yeah. feel. Mm. Um you know, not
3: only has he got ten seconds to like before that poison kills him, but yeah, just throw him out into space as well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so that's the uh, that's the little action man that I've got right. a picture of. <laughs> but terrible one-liner. I think he just I can't remember what he says. Like took a giant leap. He had to fall. Yes, that's some, a something awful. Um, I'm he sure. Stepped like, out to get some air. I would I would ask um, everybody who is uh, on on. Um, Twitter to come up with a better dispatch line mm. for, for Drax that would be a good
6: we're, we're starting to see the space station come apart and the exterior shots are uh, wibble wobble wibble wobble, they're, wobble, wobble, wobble. They're, yeah. they're, <laughs> oh I just saw the uh, paper paper uh, walls um, no the when the uh, exterior shots of the space station they were just they took a shotgun and just started yep. shooting at it too much. <laughs> Slow that's motion. fantastic yeah. really yeah yeah they had to a close down there. S- oh god now it is getting kind of fakey um, the, yeah they had to close down the set and then the, and I guess it was a couple guys just started
4: shooting out yeah. shotguns and- yeah fantastic
1: yeah the, the model work was done at Pinewood but mm. uh, everything else yeah
4: mm i think it's good uh, stuff like when you compare this to like you know star wars obviously before mm-hmm. george Lucas started tinkering black hole like all these silent running all of these um sci-fi films of the era it stands with those it maybe mm-hmm. even a bit better i think yeah. it
3: i think it stands very well i mean yeah. you've got one of the the best production designers in the world you've mm. got some of the one of the greatest <laughs> model makers in the world doing this um I should just point out, I'm sure everybody knows this, but, um, yeah, this whole set burnt down, um, mm-hmm. in, in Paris. This was, this was actually filmed over, I think two studios. They filled they filled up two entire studios. at um, in, in Paris and this whole set, um, ignited and burnt down. Oh wow.
4: Um,
3: yeah. Um, I think they had to rebuild quite a bit of it. So, um, it's mm. sort of, uh, art imitating reality. <laughs>
1: yeah, Bond Bond has a history of burning sets, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Over
6: the years.
3: But mm. yeah, I think to come to your point, Calvin, I, I just I do think it is um it's it stands up. It's uh yeah. it's you know, here we are however many decades later and it's Forty years it's, later. Forty years later, Jesus and it still looks yeah I mean it obviously looks like a film made in the seventies, but it's the mm. I think the design of it is uh, is fantastic. Yeah
7: aww and
0: this
3: is terrible this.
7: <laughs> <laughs> the true
5: yeah, love story of the bonbow
3: yeah. it's very macabre isn't it actually <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: <laughs> it's a perfect word
3: <laughs> oh
4: bollinger
6: champagne another product placement
4: great that Drax brought so many of them that they were just lying yeah. mm-hmm. around on the floor <laughs>
5: <laughs> Perfect spot for them
1: It was the welcome to your first day At the space station gift basket
5: <laughs> and,
6: <laughs> and, and, and Jaws speaks Here's to us
3: yeah. Aww. Hmm. Um, I think Nick, Nicky gentle, Van Der yeah. did, uh Did his voice <laughs> <laughs> Jaws, you're about to die Perhaps you <laughs> could let us go
4: Um uh. I like how she has to uh, translate. Like, yeah. What? yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's because. Oh, well, well that's remember, because. according
6: to the uh, novelization of The Spy Lummy, he's Polish, so he might not. Yes, he's oh, Polish. Polish yeah. He yeah. might not yeah. understand yeah. English that well.
4: But he yeah. does know the words, well, here's it to us. <laughs> well, here's to it's us. true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Outside of that.
7: Yeah. Those are the only, one, also, words, the only words I know.
4: <laughs> also,
6: the earlier novelization said he couldn't speak, but now he can. So I guess he got better.
3: Love heals all. Well, speaking all. has nothing to do with uh, being able to understand English, but
6: <laughs> no. But, but, but according to the Spy Who Loved Me novelization, Jaws couldn't speak at all because it was uh, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. they had to sever his vocal cords to install the teeth.
4: I love how uh, confident Bond is that oh they'll be fine. They've just been right. projected into space. It'll be all right. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to burn up. Uh... Like the
3: angle, the angle of tr- your your trajectory. Going into the atmosphere, yes. um, yeah. If you, if you don't get it exactly right, that happens. Um, yeah. So you know, they'll be but, but fine. But
6: got, but they got rescued by the uh, uh, space marines, US astronauts.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm.
3: I'm not sure yeah. how that would have. Happened. I love that off screen. Oh, they got picked up. I don't know how the hell did that work.
1: Kind um, of called an Uber, space Uber. <laughs> uh.
3: But this, I have to say, I mean, I mentioned it earlier. This, this sequence of them hunting down the last sort of three probes is genuinely tense um, yeah and mm-hmm. uh, I think one of the best endings to a, to a bomb film actually because you're not you're not dealing with fighting a, um, um, a villain sure. you're not blowing up a massive space station but you, you but you've just done it um, you actually come it's come down to something very small and
6: um, mm. you right. know and, this and- is and then with each globe it gets more difficult because they, yeah. you know because by the time it gets to the third globe it's almost ready to go into the atmosphere
3: and the no. fact that you know it, it it becomes harder to see, he actually misses a couple of times. Then it has to right. go to manual. It's it,
4: the stakes are being really raised up here, and I guess a little I, sweatier. It's very yeah. Star Wars, though, isn't it? It's, it's so Luke, Star Wars. Stuff, yeah, targeting computer. What's wrong? Yeah. And then use the force, bond. I, well, well, well just, <laughs> but, in, but in this case, use it's your God, libido,
5: computer, like, bond. Out,
3: so it's, yeah. Well, the difference. The difference is in the original Star Wars. Um, there were there weren't and <laughs> there weren't any stakes uh, originally. they the, the Death Star wasn't about to blow up the planet, um, oh. that was all do, that was all done in edit.
4: Huh, I did right.
3: not know that.
4: That's interesting. Oh, uh,
3: I, I will link you something, Calvin. It is a remarkable piece of editing. Um, they never filmed it. They just everything everything that builds up to them destroying um, the base on Yavin Four is all done in the edit.
4: That is nuts. I know that yeah. Marsha Lucas like really oh. saved that film in the oh. editing. I didn't quite realize that to that extent. Jesus. Yeah. I would I
1: would have loved Bond at this point to like reach to get a binder with the instructions on it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: yeah.
3: Step five. Mm.
6: So he so okay, so he's missed once and the computer's now burnt out. And it's getting She's coming in
3: at a steep angle.
6: It's getting harder for her to yeah. pilot it because there was that insert oh. shot of her with the
3: navigation she, stick. She can see the wings apparently from up there.
6: Yeah. No, she can see the glow of the wings from there mm-hmm. I think, but uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, misses well, again.
1: They could they could just abort their re-entry, but you mm-hmm.
6: know. But no, but they
1: got they've Wish got they do. They've Wish got they
3: That's they right? real concentration on on Moore's face there. I really love this. And then it gets all like, sparky and you can't he's just got to guess guess to make where it is. Yeah.
1: <laughs> If you get it in one take, Roger will give you 1%. <laughs> That's real sweat.
5: Like, did he have a finite an- amount of, goes. like, laser? I would have Boom. just kept pressing that button.
3: Corona. Like, just keep pressing it. <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, he was just running out of time to, to get it. That was the... Uh... Oh, and there we have this, you know, the guy says, yes, they... Picked up two survivors. Uh, Shane, Rimmer has, conf- long Shane long.
1: Rimmer has confirmed the mission is over. Yep. Hmm. First shot of the main.
6: and we're going to to uh, send the uh, video to Buckingham Palace.
4: What a set, though! Like this whole thing that they're <laughs> uh-huh. having sex in—like, what even is that? Well, that's that's
1: that's the, <laughs> the uh, where all the marines were. Uh, it's Chicago, right? The Chicago Bay.
3: Yeah, but it's Drax's cargo bay, which is kind of like a, a sexy cargo bay.
6: <laughs> hmm. I'm sure Her Majesty will be fascinated.
3: Uh, oh my Oh my god, what's Bond doing? <laughs> it's actually quite a n- nice little visual trick. You know, it's like the, the floating... Um... Mm-hmm.
1: Apparently completely uncomfortable to shoot.
3: Yeah, yeah
4: I can imagine. God. Mm. What's that camera (laughs) doing there? (laughs) (laughs) And it
6: it apparently wasn't very well hidden either. (laughs) Take me around the world one more time. It's their own
4: fault for not cutting to the camera in the cockpit and instead they went into the the back of the ship. Mm, Yeah, they could have yeah, that's true. Well, that was, uh, that was, that One was location very... in outer space?
1: Yes, uh, outer space. <laughs> mark.
4: That's what I like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wasn't that fun?
7: It was. Yes.
3: I, I, I genuinely, genuinely enjoy that movie. Um, space consultant. I think it gets a lot of, a lot of flack. Um, but I, I, I really genuinely love it. There are obviously things in it that are that are ridiculous. The double take pigeon is ridiculous. The Bondola is ridiculous. But um,
1: the funeral the, director gondola is ridiculous.
3: Yeah, but <laughs> but it is saved by those you know those little moments like that that whole shooting the the pods and uh, you know George walking down the alley and you know there are there are moments in it that are that are it's genuinely. Huge. The centrifuge thing, yeah, they're, they're, there's a lot of saving moments um, to
2: it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I didn't mind it until uh, just about, uh, I guess, when they got to Rio. After that, uh, I, I find it difficult to really uh, stay... Stay focused yeah. on the film. I like
1: how one of the extras is one of one of the cast is called consumptive Italian.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
6: and a lot of Drax's girls. Oh.
5: Where are Drax's yeah. boys? There are a lot of men in this. I'd like yeah. to see Drax's Sorry. boys listed just like that.
3: Mm. Well no, they 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 won't get uh they won't get a Credit and thanks to all the Drex's boys, yes,
1: <laughs> <You're saying. laughs> and
6: the, and, and, the, and the and the construction crew. <laughs> and there's the uh, the uh, credit for Elmer Bernstein, the theme from the Magnific- Magnificent Seven, which
3: helped us with our product placement. Mm.
6: Um,
3: um, yeah, so it's 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 interesting when you're looking at all of these uh, product placement things, you know, as it's rolling up. You know, you wouldn't if you had to do that with Die the Day. Mm -hmm. Uh, the credits would still be be doing it we'd still be doing it (laughs) we'd still be doing it right now
5: from last week still going (laughs) Uh,
3: James Bond will return in For Your Eyes Only mm. um, which is a great film and
7: um, (laughs) came second
3: and almost what we watched today Mm -hmm. Uh, that was was great so how do
4: you feel about
1: unfair malignment if you what a better phrase of Moonraker and the friend community.
4: No, I think it is unfair. Like This has always it's been one maligned, of my favourites. I might just be looking back with rose-tinted glasses. It was the first Bond film I ever saw. It'll always hold a special place in my heart for that. But even now, I think I've, I've seen it on the big screen twice with an audience. It's great hearing people laugh along with it and enjoy it. Um, yeah, I, I think it really holds up. I, I, I still f- find it a Fantastic two hours of entertainment.
3: I think it's more entertaining than, say, Quantum of Solace. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, it's got more heart to it. Um, it's what? it. It might be slightly more kind of cartoonish and you know, less less sort of serious. Um, but I, I think it's I think it's an enjoyable th- film, and I think that's what you want is you know. With any of Bond films, you kind of want two hours of kind of um, just uplifting entertainment. Mm.
6: Well, I, w- I was about to say that uh, Moonraker is many things, but one thing it is not is pretentious. Shy. Um, yeah. it, uh, which not all Bond films can say that. Um, mm. It it doesn't pretend to be anything that it isn't. Um, right. Right. I don't know. There are some times. Well,
1: except the first film to be shot at those falls. Apart from that. <laughs>
6: <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. True. Uh, Iguazu <laughs> Falls. Yes. But uh, yeah. But other than that one uh, notable exception.
3: Um, Look, it's certainly certainly not a perfect film by any by any stretch of the imagination. Um, you know, it has its flaws, but I think um, that those flaws become endearing.
5: And I also think it depends on the person. I mean, opinions vary and we have, you know, over 20 films to choose from and we like different things. Some of us like some of the gags and some of us like a more serious bond. And I think that we're, it's like a really good thing that we can have these, arguments and discussions about what we like and what our preferences are. I think that that means that we're just an invested fan community with a range of different tastes. And I don't see it as being a bad thing that people don't like Moonraker. People tell me their favorite Bond films. And I mean, I might not be connected with them, but I'll still watch them talk about them. And probably if we do it together here on a podcast, I'll enjoy them even more. And so Mm. I, 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 to the fan community who doesn't like this, give it a shot. Um, To those who like it, rock on. And I'm pretty sure there's going to be other films that we're just going to disagree about because we all have our personal tastes and preferences. But I think those tastes and preferences do need to be respected and valued in a general sense. Hmm. I went straight professor there. <laughs> I went straight professor mode. I can't see my students, okay? So y'all just got a bit taste of Doctor Funnel. <laughs>
3: no, I, I, and if that's if they're very lucky if that's what they get to uh, they, they get to have in their lectures. Um, genuinely, uh, I wish I wish my school had been. Uh, <laughs> well, I come, my school kind of was this because I kind of like uh, you know didn't go to classes and watch bomb movies as a said, so um <laughs> that's kind of what happened
1: so in an alternate universe MGM wanted Stuart Granger or James Mason to play Drax
4: huh i'm glad we got
1: michael lonsdale yeah. i think he's great
4: I, I mean i could see james stewart he uh, J- who don't no, james stewart um
5: <laughs> i was like wait Stuart what granger
4: yeah, so sorry. Uh, James, Mason, James Mason. That's, Mason. That's the one. Yeah, god, I'm on my third uh, vodka and coke. Sorry. I would, <laughs> yeah. uh, out. But he did, he did he did a good villain in North by Northwest. I yes. I could see yeah. that happening translating to a Bond film.
3: I, I like Mons- uh, Lonsdale's performance. I think
4: he's he, you know, he's
3: very dry and very condescending. Um you almost immediately hate him. Um, just because he's like apology in person, mm-hmm. you know, um, and his kind of uh, the way he looks down at the, the English with his kind of um, your one contribution to, to civilized society or whatever it was with, the, <laughs> with afternoon, afternoon tea, tea. You just go, oh, God, I hate you. How dare you say that?
6: Um, <laughs> he- also, the line, also the line about not being British, I don't understand your sense
3: of humor. <laughs> yeah. Um, Michael Lonsdale does obviously is, is half, half French, half English. So, um, I, I don't quite know how, uh, how he reconciled himself with that. Um, probably because he got a paycheck. Um, but he, he was, um, he speaking to him about it. And I think I spoke to him about this role for 007 legends, um, yes, that's when right. that came out. Sorry, my, my my memory is very hazy about it. But um, we we had a we had an interview, and he was he he very fondly remembered this uh, this role. It wasn't uh, you know it wasn't um, something that he he sort of disliked doing. Uh, but he did Good. sort of also say that it was a uh, you know it it wasn't particularly a stretch. I think he just kind of saw himself as a space Hitler, and that was sort of it. But a very nice, uh, very nice man. <laughs> not, not
1: many, not many of the villains like talking about their Bond movies. So he's one of the odd ones that do.
3: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, for more, I mean, the, the people that I have had the very great privilege of kind of interviewing, speaking to uh, through through MI6, um, he stands out as as one of those people who 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 don't kind of um, talk about their experience uh with a kind of degree of negativity um you know people like um christoph waltz and <laughs> the like were, were less less charitable um but um but he he really enjoyed it
4: and he is good in 007 legends as well like he um well him and toby stevens i mean toby stevens gives a better performance in 007 legends than he did in of the day but you, you, met, you get the sense that Michael Lonsdale was enjoying himself um, in the video game. So that's nice.
3: I met uh, Toby Stevens on a on a completely different film set, kind of just randomly. Um, and it must've been just a couple of years after Die the day. day. Um, but he, he had, he had that perfect kind of um, sneer <laughs> even then, <laughs> you know, it was, wow. um, I don't, I don't think he meant to do it. I was like, I was just being introduced because um, I'd I'd, I'd helped with some of the product placement on that on that film, um, and uh, he he was wearing leather gloves and he did that whole thing where you kind of pick the leather gloves off to to shake someone's hand and he was like, it just it was a it felt very villainous and I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't uh, detach myself from thinking I'm I'm meeting Gustav Graves. <laughs> so uh, anyway, that you can edit that out, James. That was just an aside. That's okay. That's
1: okay. <laughs> Are you okay, David? You went quiet towards the second half of the film.
2: Yeah, I, um, it was partly because uh, the the sound was bouncing around uh, from you guys, so uh, I, I'm not oh, not sorry. sure if there are going to be uh, problems with that. But uh, yeah, I I, I I kind of switched off from the, the second half as well. It's uh, it just it didn't hold me, and uh, uh, so uh, it, it's a bit like die another day for me. The, the first half uh, first half is okay, but then uh, it kind of uh, Died on me, so uh, yeah, I don't know. I I, I I don't know what because I, I, I pretty much rank the two films close to close to the bottom of all all the Bond films, uh, and mm-hmm. that, that hasn't changed.
3: Well, interestingly, Die Another Day is sort of a remake of Moonraker.
2: Yes, yeah, yeah, um, yes. yeah
3: more the novelization than the than the film, so there there is a, a kind of a parallel that runs between them. Um, next week we should uh, do a read along and just read Moonraker together. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, speaking of read alongs, yes, we'll, we'll cover that separately. So, thoughts for uh, you want to do this again? Yes. yes. Yep. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, uh, if you've nominated a movie, you can't nominate it again. I think that's fair. We'll have a fresh set of four films. How's mm. that sound? Mm. Five films. Oh yeah we can only do four votes on Twitter so um,
3: mm. well
1: who would like to go first?
3: I, I will because <laughs> <'cause> I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna just take the opportunity. Um, I think that um, we've, we've had a, we've had a, a Connery, a Moore, um, and a Brosnan. Um, my vote is to go for a Dalton um, and I will go with license to kill.
1: Ooh. I'm seeing a trend here, but no.
6: um, It's a- got actors' got worst movies. Um, <laughs> I've, I've got one. Um, I think David will find this nomination amusing coming for me. I'll nominate Quantum of Solace.
2: Yeah, that's right. more like it. Let's
1: see, the trend continues. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay. what am I what am I going
6: to nominate well what? for Connery you could do Diamonds Are Forever oh god <laughs> <laughs> do you
7: know
2: I'm going to vote for uh, you only live twice
1: oh. all right all right we're just going to keep the space going <laughs> partly, um, yeah partly yeah partly because- to no rockets dying of the day space moonraker space you only know, live twice mm-hmm. rockets all right mm. Lisa, Calvin, do you want to arm wrestle for her, Or do you want to join... Do you want to continue your joint pitch?
5: Oh, Yeah, what, what are you thinking, Calvin?
4: Well, what have we had so far? We've had uh, Dalton, Craig... We haven't done Dalton. Oh, you mean today? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah sorry. Yeah, just to, in the choices. We had, what, License to Kill, Quantum of Solace, Yen Live Twice. Should we go for another more, or do we go Brosnan?
0: Hmm.
7: I don't...
4: There is, there is another fella as well but oh, oh right yeah god oh yeah yeah that one take the afternoon off
5: <laughs> uh, you know what uh, i'm gonna defer and let calvin pick
4: oh that's very kind of you um because oh. all the ones
5: i was gonna suggest have already been picked <laughs> i'm like i'm out of ideas <laughs> y'all can do it <laughs> figure it okay. out i'll show up
4: <laughs> well uh, i'll go with brosnan again and you can pick between tomorrow never dies all the world's not enough
5: tomorrow never dies Brilliant! Or was I supposed all to think right. about it for a while? It's Michelle Yeoh. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes? yeah. No, no, I, I'm yeah.
4: all good with that. Yep. You know what?
1: Space satellites. You know we'll just keep it going. Oh,
3: yeah. <laughs> huh. In fact, you should you should take my my suggestion off the table because it hasn't got any space related stuff in it. Um, hmm.
1: No, that's fine. Well, you know, we'll have to. You know, we have to appeal to the non-space boat as well. But, so. <laughs> all right that sounds good everybody so um wrapping up any final thoughts on uh on moonrig
3: um yeah i just i i i really enjoyed it um it it obviously has some very dated elements to it um but it still holds up i think 40 years later as a as a fun way to spend a good couple of hours um whilst you're in isolation
4: Quite right. I, I agree with that sentiment exactly. It's uh, often the one that I get the most sort of chastised over on my YouTube channel. People being like, oh, how could you possibly enjoy that and not? you know rate license to kill as much as that um Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing but i I think it is it's just fun it's entertaining it you can sit back and relax with it it it's a good fun time and yeah there's some embarrassing bits uh but i think that just adds to the fun really i had a great time tonight so thank you guys it was great Thank you. thank
5: you you. i had a great time watching it i mean it's it's in the afternoon here, so day drinking, woohoo, on a Friday. <laughs> it's Bond stuff. Come on, if there's not a drink in my hand, I'm not doing it right. Um, <laughs> but I definitely had a blast. I love Roger Moore. I know it's not—he's not everybody's cup of tea, but I like to laugh. It's one of my favorite things to do, and I find that his style of Bond. Um, just, just tickles my funny bone and so I had I a blast laughing. yeah I, ha- I had a blast <clears throat> watching it so
1: um, well thanks everybody thank I'll do this again next week I guess thank um, you where are you why do you
0: hide where is that moonlight trail that leads to your side just like the moon.